episode 675 we nerd world mr smiley's gardens already in the house cheers mr smiley how you doing today good dude happy fourth independence day all that shit right on right on it was a pretty hot day i didn't do a whole lot of shit myself i worked on the old fucking truck for a while that's about it for me anyway quick break job In the independence day break job on the old odds <laughs> way to celebrate independence, right? <laughs> i like it. it needed it it needed it so i love that old truck man i put almost every mile on it and there's a lot of miles on that old girl so I was actually joking when I wasn't. I was I was joking and I wasn't, you know, when I recently got her back on the road there. And as as much as a you know, older truck as it is, man, driving that thing around, like I said, I've put so many miles on there, so many fucking trips. Driving it around again was like fucking driving around a hug for like the first couple of days. I was like, I miss you, girl. Rubbing the dash. Oh. I missed you, girl. How you been? I know the feeling, man. I've had my truck for like 14 years. So. I know the feeling. Right about me. I think I've actually had mine 20. Yeah. Well, no. In 18, 18 years. That's how long I've had the old odds. It's a 2002. It's what, 22. Why is it math not add up? Four. So, yeah, 18, right? Yeah, 18 years. Right. Uh, 2004 would be 18 years. Yeah, I didn't buy it new. I bought it slightly used. Oh, yeah. Mine's at 07. I bought it in the end of 07 and it had 10,000 miles. I got. 360,000 on it, I think, 355, something like that. Yeah, you know, they, I agree. I, I think, well, I think I had like 40 on there, something like that, 40 or 50. I can't remember the exact number, but I'm the same kind of way. I'm like, you know, I'll buy, let somebody, it, we both know you lose that value as soon as you drive it off a lot. I'm like, yeah, let somebody else eat all that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that loss on the vehicle, I'll pick it up when uh, when they're done at a decent price. <laughs> yeah, it was pouring rain when I came home tonight, man. I was fucking uh, transporting some some clones or whatever from uh, the barn to the house, and fuck. so I had to carry shit in. Basically, like when I got home, I was gonna have to carry shit in the whole way home. It's fucking just downpour dude in and out of like hard rain i'm just like this is gonna suck carrying all this shit in but by the time i made it home it was fucking it passed so walking through puddles that was it like thank you <laughs> it's kind of funny though we got some rain it wasn't like super bad but man did we fucking need it yeah yeah, it was bad in the weekenders. 
the weekender's been thick, man, to where, man, I pulled on my road yesterday, and, man, somebody had, like, did a fucking super deep, like, donut in the first in first intersection. And I was like, son of a bitch. And then I turned that cor- first corner there, and you literally could not see the dust was so thick. You know what I mean? I just must have missed the, the donut and them taking off down the road. And I had to drive like a mile and a half through like the heaviest dust. It was like a windstorm. I couldn't see not even fucking 50 feet in front of me. The dust was so thick. And yeah, it, it, that's the way it was, man. Fucking couldn't even run the fans. It was like useless. You know what I mean? To, to even try to open up the windows because fucking people running up and down the you know super dusty road all weekend it's like, fuck. glad for the rain because the grain stops the dust they can tear up the mud all they want as long as i ain't gotta breathe their dust true <laughs> yeah. that man yeah it's been dry as fuck i've been like watering every day i've been gardening and shit it's kind of funny because we were just noticing like uh <laughs> so I haven't watered the yard at all, like the grass part of the yard. Like my front yard's fucking brown desert, tumbleweeds going through it and shit. But you walk back in like my veggie garden, and that's all fucking green and lush and getting watered. And it's like all the grass that's like within two, three feet around the garden is super green and lush, thick, needs to be mowed and shit. And like the whole rest of the yard just fucked. I was laughing. Well, like, you can't uh, eat the grass. Um, yeah. and maybe you could, but why would you gotta take care of those veggies, man? <laughs> uh, it's cool as fuck with the arbor that I built. They kind of it's like a walkway or whatever, and they got watermelons. They're already reaching the crest of that, so they're like up and over the up and over my head already. And uh, it's like perfect. There's like watermelons on either side that are gonna be hanging down from that crest if it goes right. So they'll be like right, right. You know what I mean? Like right in the walkway or whatever. Be dodging my head around the melons. Right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what shape they grow. Priest, but you know, suspended like that. They'll grow like a teardrop, or you know what I mean. If they'll grow round or whatever. Yeah, it'd be pretty interesting. I used to do the uh, ter- topsy turvies. Fuck, I still got some somewhere, man. I used to do the tomatoes and the topsy turvies. I did cucumbers in them one year. I've really thought about doing cannabis, but man, that would be like a fucking water a few times a day once midsummer, man. And the topsy turvies, well, if you wanted to get something good anyway. Yeah, that's the hardest thing is keeping up with the watering. Even on the veggies, man, like I got, so I had a bunch of the number 10 pots because I switched from 10s to 15s at the barn. So I got a bunch of those number 10 pots around. So I've been like taking uh, the used soil and just kind of throwing some re-amendments in there, mixing it up and putting veggies and shit in there. And then moving them around the garden, you know what I mean? And like, I, I don't know, they they dry out so fucking fast though in the hot weather. It's like they you can't even hardly keep up with watering them. 
Yeah, I got a bunch of fiber pots. I, you know, I almost did the same thing with a couple of years ago, but unfortunately, it's just still in a garbage bag out in the shed. Because uh, this ground, this ground here, my natural ground, uh, definitely needs some building. You know what I mean? A couple layers of straw for a year, or something. Because it is saying, saying, saying. You know, even though I've talked about, you know having grass around my house when nobody else doesn't it's still a fucking inch deep just enough for you know what i mean just to get some grass established you know but to grow a garden in or something like that i'd probably be better off like you're saying filling them tens up and fucking trying to just do something with those at least for a minute anyway It's nice to be able to move them around. Like you can get them in the shade if they need it or whatever. <laughs> but they do they do hold up a lot better for the hot, dry days and stuff to being grown. Pretty pretty obvious. <laughs> so do you? Uh... Oh, go ahead, bro. Corn too? Is it was it knee high? Is it knee high by the fourth of July? I got my corn knee high. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. We excited about that. They don't call it bodacious for nothing, man. <laughs> I've always used when I grew corn, I used it more for offense than I did actually wanting to you know, harvest corn. So I never had a good hold, you know, you just don't get a lot. You know what I mean? For this amount of space. So I, anytime I brand corn, it's just kind of like as a blocker from the neighbor or something like that. One year I did the, the, uh, mammoth, uh, what the fuck you call them? Um, sunflowers oh, yeah. that were like fucking, they almost got 16 feet that year. And the fucking and they were super cool, man. It was fun because the heads got, I mean, super big. And as the sun would go by, they would turn with the sun. You know what I mean? So they constantly looked at the sun all day. It, it was fun to the way they twisted and followed off. It was cool. I thought it was cool anyway. Yeah, that's dope. I got a few of those going too. The um I was kind of excited about them. They're pretty big potassium hogs, I think. So I've been kind of feeding them that as I as I go. Keep up with the sunflowers. Got a couple different kinds: the big mammoth one, and then we got the the shorter ones with the like the different colors. They're not just yellow. Those are. Can you get them in different colors? I didn't realize. I thought naively just yellow, maybe orange. Yeah, no, they're two different colors. You could sense, uh, well, I guess they are quite a bit an edible food, or you could eat them. But uh, you could try fucking watering them with uh, some color, like the grocery stores do. You know how that's. That's how they change the colors on certain flowers, you know what I mean, that you buy. They just, you know, kind of cut them hard, somewhat um, hungry, if you will, 
then put them in a, a vase full of water and they suck up that blue or red or whatever, you know, and change the color of the pistol or the, the leaves and shit. Yeah. So why couldn't you do it with the, like, say the sunflowers, just water them in with some orange or blue? <laughs> Good, man. I don't know. I'm not sure if it would overpower the, because I think the flowers you're talking about are like white begin with you know but i don't know if well they do it with uh roses and all kinds of things you know i've seen pigment even like yeah red to a purple and shit bad and blue huh. yeah. yeah i don't know much about that It'd be cool though i know in like hiccabus plants i know they would add, they don't necessarily change it by color like that. I know it's a pH swing that brings up different colors in the hiccups plants. Yeah. No, these are like shorter, I don't know. The way the description was like a smaller type sunflower. So they're going to have like a four to six inch uh, flower on them or whatever. Or like the giant ones get like 12 inch diameter flowers so pizza pie don't mute it eagle damn damn mute button <laughs> did you grow anything this year that you wouldn't necessarily consume you just grow it to see if you could grow it um yeah the rutabaga i guess i got some of those tried Brussels sprouts. None of them really worked out. I don't know. Probably the rutabaga is the only one that would be like, <laughs> we don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, you got me on that. I've heard of like rutabaga pie, but besides that, what in the fuck would you use it for? I think there, yeah, it's like a cross between like a turnip and a potato or something. Like it's like, I think it's in that turnip kind of category, though. But I don't even know. Like, I've never had turnips or parsnips and shit like that either. Like, the, you know, parsnips kind of like a big carrot or something. Like, you know. Me neither. Not a fan. Some of that food that not they put out is, yeah, it's like not real common in the diet. I get, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've never ate Swiss chard. Like, everybody always... It's pretty watching it grow, but like, what? How do you fucking eat it? What, what is it a salad thing, or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Some shit just don't even go in salads either. Dandelions, as much as I know, they're fucking good, good for you. Ah, uh, fucking. There's one other. I can't. It starts with an A. I can't. Arugula. I want to say it's arugula. That's that shit is that. Oh, I can't eat it, man. It's a salad killer for me, man. The arugula. Why is it like spicy or something? It's kind of tart. It's kind of got a, yeah, it's not spicy. It's kind of got, uh, yeah, it's not a very good taste for me. It ruins my salads. I'm always bummed out because I usually get the mix, you know, like a spring mix. And sometimes I grab that with that in there, you know, get that bite in there. I'll, I'll be like, ah, oh, fuck. I look at it. Oh, shit. I grabbed the wrong one. 
now you're pulling out the you know, dressing covered bites and shit. Ah, fuck. Yeah. It's the whole thing. That's <laughs> funny. The other say the Swiss shards like celery. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, you know, peanut butter in, in the crack. And... <laughs> it's the only way I can eat celery or whatever, too. Don't ask me why I keep muting with the two of us. <laughs> yeah, celery is pretty good. I like celery. I enjoy celery. Carrots. Just one. Jenny radishes. Radishes are always uh, a quick one. You can keep replanting throughout the season, at least a couple of times, getting them in early enough. Yeah, we did. We, we've harvested probably a couple dozen radishes and then. Uh... I did replant them, but they, they haven't been doing so well with the heat. Like, I don't know, they seem all weird with the heat. So the first round of them grew really well, and then these, this next planting hasn't been growing so fast. So. But it's really been kind of hot. And then uh, I've noticed some differences in between. Like, I got the six beds, you know, so three of them we did last year, and then three of them are new this year. And I've been noticing like differences in the water holding capability, like certain beds get really, and it might be that they're more out in the sun or whatever, but yeah, I've noticed certain ones kind of dry out faster than some of the other ones. So I had to kind of stagger some of that because like some of the beds where they're in the shade a little more were still, they didn't really need watering, but the ones that were in the sun for sure did, you know, like they were already wilted and whatever. So are you planning on doing any like rotation? You know what I mean? Or uh, are you building any like say long-term beds, strawberries where they're just gonna keep coming back every year? Yeah, definitely got the one beds, the strawberries. So that'll always be. Um, no, is the asparagus like that too? I know we were talking about it takes like a few good years, but do you have to like say dedicate, obviously, all right, dedicate a space to it so it can keep coming back and keep coming back? Yeah, asparagus is going to be there like every year. What's up, Captain? Cheers, Captain. Cheers, Cheers guys. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. That's good. That is nice. I'd bring you out. Chilling in a pool. <laughs> I'm going to be in a pool until they uh, take the couple brown cobras out of my house. Brown what? Uh, there's a couple brown cobras in my front yard living underneath the leaves and everything. And until the company comes and extracts them from my front yard. I ain't going back. <laughs> that was too close of a call for the little one, and I don't want the big one to come after me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, my handyman <laughs> went and uh, was at the house the other day, and he started cleaning up a little bit, and he came across, like, more than two <laughs> and say, no, you get somebody to remove them. <laughs> They're super poisonous, I take it? Yeah. Yeah, I actually stepped on one the other day. 
nice. that's how I noticed they were in my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here in Thailand, it kind of lets you remind yourself that you're not at the food, top of the food chain. You go off the path a little bit, and you are food. <laughs> yeah, for real. But uh, besides the mosquitoes, uh, you know, it's an overcast today. Uh, we have rain on and off again, but... Uh, it's paradise. Definitely looks that way. I love the diversity of uh, plants that you always show. Seems like all the places like it. Like, uh, it looks like they spend a shit ton of money on the landscaping, but it's probably just like what fucking grows there, right? Like, actually, uh, here in Thailand, flowers are really big, especially here in the north. Uh, because of the diversity of the flowers that they can grow. So a lot of people try, as you see, most things are in buckets or they're trees. So, you know, people try to fill their yards out with pots and plants because basically grass will not grow. So you have to come up with other types of vegetation. Be growing food, man. It seemed like a food forest would be easy there. Well, there is a lot of food growing up here and all over Thailand, but uh, you know, where I'm at, the pineapple field that they put in next to my house is in red clay. Hmm. <laughs> so, hey, you know, part, and they, how would you describe what part of Thailand? I'm sorry to interrupt, but. Oh, I'm in the Golden Triangle. I'm up in the northeast, or the farthest north part of Thailand you can go. It uh, borders between Miramar and Laos. But it is the Golden Triangle. Because I'm up in Chiang Rai. which only has about 700,000 people in the whole Providence compared to four and a half hour trip south to Chiang Mai, which is like 2.4 million people in the city. Hmm. I actually seen a cop go down the street last night at 10 o'clock, and that was like only the third time I've ever seen that in four years. <laughs> The police are like the sun. When the sun goes down, the cops go out or away, I should say. <laughs> you don't see them. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Seems like they were given they were giving uh, helmet tickets yesterday. And each side of the police station, because it's on the main road, they had people being pulled over and they had about five police officers and one staying in the street, just writing continuous tickets. Yeah, I almost got fucking pulled over the other day, I think. I don't know. I got kind of, not, not I wasn't like road raging or nothing, but I was like jamming with the flow of traffic, you know what I'm saying? And traffic was kind of flowing pretty fast, so I had to, I was going a little faster, and 
whatever but i was like kind of cruising along smoking a joint just i was having fun i guess whatever but i was rolling probably 88 or so and fucking come up around the bend and there's a cop sitting in the center it's like oh probably shouldn't be going that fast <laughs> reality checks real quick when you see that. <laughs> yeah are you like cruising down the road you got cruise control on so you're okay with the speed and you sit there and you spark one up and then the next thing you know this guy hits his sirens and everything next to you and you look down it's an undercover cop watching you sit there smoke the joint (laughs) for like three miles (laughs) that's not good Uh, congrats to michigan state police thank you so much guys (laughs) i had another close call and i was like i wasn't speeding but i was smoking smoking definitely like on the way to out there and fucking like the on-ramp for the highway all of a sudden rolls a state cop and he just merges right in front of me and shit i was like oh cool (laughs) that's way better than emerging right behind me and shit you know (laughs) Yeah, every time that happens, my heart rate goes up because all of a sudden it just goes back. You're getting pulled over. Here you go. <laughs> you got weed in the car. <laughs> yeah. up, the pipe's going to be the worst. <laughs> the weed ain't bad, but that pipe charge, man. Suspension yeah. of driver's license in Ohio with a $250 fine. The For weed only costs you 75 bucks, though. <laughs> For a bowl, you said? Yeah, paraphernalia charge in Ohio is automatic suspension of driver's license and $250 fine. Yeah, that's exactly what I got. I must have the same here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cushmaster. How are you, sir? Good? Oh, doing wonderful. That's right. Smiley, Eagle, how you going? Right. Good, no one else on here? Real good, man. Good. I just got the neighbor's dog out, so he came. He always comes over, so I'm just waiting at the front. I got him tied to the fence just till the neighbors come back. So that's why I'm outdoors today. <laughs> Where's all the panel, man? Everyone being a slack ass. They're probably drunk, hungover from 4th of July celebrities. <laughs> or in the yeah. ER. Ah, oh, my fingers from the... Fucking explosives. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully the latter. Hopefully the latter. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to go see your grandson there, Eagle, today? Uh unfortunately no. No. no? Didn't make Next it down time. there. <clears throat> How's your grandfatherhood there, Smiley? Couple of grandpas here, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Grandpa Pan over here and shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess we are. Shit, my daughter's making me a grandfather for the second time. Congrats, man. Yeah, and I got no kids, so I'm, I might <laughs> just bow out here and yeah. leave it to the grandpas. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's fun. 
Yeah, the grandson was having a blast with all the fireworks and shit. I was nervous as hell and running around. I'm not a big fan, dude. I used to be a huge fan of fireworks and lighting them off and shit and just so many close calls and like, fuck, I, I don't know. They just scare the shit out of me now. Like, even them guys were launching them, they were like lighting them and whatever. One, a couple of the guys got burned and shit like that. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all good. I like the I love fireworks. You know, I I definitely chilled out when I moved up here. Like I was saying the other day, when I moved into the forest and came surrounded by pine trees, you know, that definitely changed my attitude about at least around me. You know what I mean? But in somewhere else, a nice parking lot or, you know what I mean, lake, hell yeah, I'm, I'm down to watch fireworks or participate if at all possible. I, I I like to watch, but I like to run. My favorite part is the run. You know what I mean? The light and run? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, even, they, you know, uh, I used to get my shit mainly from Phantom. Phantom. Phantom Fireworks used to send me a Christmas card and still does. <laughs> but it used to fucking every year at Christmas. Thinking of you, Phantom Fireworks. Then they they uh you can actually get the electronic uh ignites the battery operated fuses. You know what I mean. So you're not even there lighting. You can get little caps for your uh the cakes and shit. And I was like, that's cool. Then I thought about it. I don't get to run. Fuck those caps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just sit back and watch. I want to fucking run back and forth and shit. Yeah, the worst is peeling all the little fucking wicks out of them. I used to literally buy enough fireworks from Phantom Fireworks because every so often with your purchase, they give you free shit, t-shirts and shit. I would literally have enough t-shirts free t-shirts to hand out to like guests at the fours alive phantom but you know what i mean i'd be tossing phantom fireworks to family and friends because i they gave me a box of them because i fucking rolled out of there with such a large order of fireworks <laughs> that's funny that's the way my my girlfriend's boss does it too he's like now he for, he's been doing it for years but he's slowly kind of worked up every year to buy in more and more and more and then now he's like i don't know the one place that he deals with like he records it and like they put it in some of their advertising and shit like that so like yeah so like he gets a deal on it now so like, he's friends with the owner and all this shit and he fucking yeah every year he plans on x amount of dollars with the guy and like, that helps the guy, whatever. I don't know. It's funny. That's yeah. a smart dude right there. I'll film it all. You can post that shit. Yeah. That's smarter shit. It was pretty cool. They had a fucking drone flying around it this year. It was pretty pretty cool watching that dude fly. It was a real little drone, though. It couldn't have been bigger than, like, your fist. Like, no, definitely wasn't bigger than your head. You know what I mean? Like, it was a pretty pretty small little drone it just had two little lights on it and then dude had like the vr glasses or whatever flying it around shit still though you know what i mean that'd be like bird's eye footage that'd be some fun footage to watch i mean it being like right 
right there. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. Yeah, we were trying to take odds on if he was going to get blown up because he's, like, flying the shit right into the fucking where the explosion. Like, it looked like it. Maybe he wasn't, but from our perspective, it looked like he's just fucking dodging explosions up there and shit were like looked like he was fucking flying through star wars and shit (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was thinking i was like we gotta see the footage on this shit man it's like fucking star wars up there (laughs) funny shit should play that to it too the empire strikes back you know that tune went (laughs) over the footage (laughs) they put on a pretty awesome That's show awesome. though man there's fucking like five six dudes they get rigged up and they set all the boxes they got a parking lot they get a permit from the city to like block off roads and shit like that all the neighbors are into it and it's like a big block party yeah, they don't charge nothing. Everybody just comes, hangs out, fucking puts lawn. The lawn chairs are all around the block, but people watching it from everywhere. But yeah, they just light them off. It's like one grand finale after another, kind of, because they just, I don't know, they light like eight of the boxes or whatever. So then things just do, 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 all at the same time. And then they're, they're spent and they got to take 10 minutes to clean them up and fucking reset the next batch. And then it's, do, 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 you know kind of funny yeah the footage that you sent me he definitely those were some nice cakes that i seen that he let off plus he had some good mortars it, it seemed like he alternated between the all the mortars and the, the cakes to keep it is it, it was pretty awesome what you sent me that's for sure i'm sure it was overall a great show yeah I think he too enjoys the run, like you say, because uh, yeah, I think they could figure out a better way to ignite those than just lighting them all and running like eight guys run in different directions and shit. <laughs> oh no, that's the funnest part for real. That, and feeling that's there. That's a twofold. There's something about the just the get the fuck out of there. There's the adrenaline rush of you know that. There's the the full. And you can kind of feel it on your back when you're running, you know what I mean? Which I adds to it. Like you like you're running from a war zone or something. And then as like you're running towards the crowd, you know what I mean? So you get the adrenaline rush, the fault, and then you see it, the people you're running at go, ah. and then you turn around and go back. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's my fun. Uh, you guys light fireworks down there, Cushmaster? Nah, man. Nah, anything that fucking resembles a gunshot here, you'll go to fucking jail. Nah, but we don't do that here. Yeah, no we got no gun system here. Well, unless they're real gangsters, but, you know. Nah, they did a big... You heard what happened to Australia. Huh? They had the, like... Port Macquarie fucking incident, that mass shooting, and they took all the guns. I don't know when the fuck that was. Like in the 90s or something? Or... There was some big fucking shooting in Australia. Some guy just went off. I don't even think it was, I don't know, if it was fully automatic, semi-automatic, but, you know, the Australian police were just fighting him with fucking pistols and shit. Even at my house, man, close to my place, um, 
fuck, I don't know, it's about four, four, no, it's probably five, six years ago, maybe seven even. Uh, some guy just got out of fucking jail or escaped out of jail, and I live in a rural area, and he sort of barricaded himself into like a shed, an empty shed house sort of thing here. And my neighbor, I wasn't living here at the time, my next door neighbor, he's like the uh, head of the military. Um, he's like a military instructor at the like state military institution thing here in Queensland. So he was driving home, the police had blocked off all the roads and everything. There was two female cops because they were having the shootout with that guy. And there was like, you know, 20 cars, whatever. And he told the female cop, he goes, how about you step aside and let the, let the big boys handle this one? He told the cop to step aside. <laughs> so he went there and fucking organized the thing and they ended up shooting the guy. Yeah. After about an eight hour barricade and shit. But yeah, no, that, we don't have a gun tolerance here, man. We don't have the fucking fourth amendment or fucking second amendment, whatever the fuck you have there, unfortunately. But yeah. So no, it's no tolerance here, man, with guns. And you get big jail. You have a firearm. I know a guy, he was he was a bikey, but he did have firearms and he had weed and he ended up getting over 10 years. Yeah. So and it wasn't crazy amount of weed. I think he had like two or four pounds, nothing ridiculous. Just the firearms. Sorry to take over. Hmm. Here comes the green fingers. Nice. You, like, you know, I like the bell. You know what I mean? I can't. I, at one point, I had the bell. So when everybody came in, it just went ding, ding. I kind of like just because I didn't have to announce people. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> mm. I don't think can't hear you green yet. fingers needs any announcement. Yeah. Who doesn't like it though? The cheers. <laughs> hey. That is cool. Oh, yeah. Gotta plan uh, some popping some seeds, man. I'm figuring out which ones I'm putting outside. You don't have any outside yet? <laughs> I got a couple volunteers that came up. One actually came up in my compost pile, and uh, I just took clones of those because I'm probably going to take them down. I'm not going to necessarily let them go out there. And then I planted seeds today that were well, will hopefully stay pretty short. Take a look at them. <laughs> there you go. I've actually got some outdoors in the old earth box that's outside. I've got four, four in the earth box out there. Zeus Kush, uh, his stee, the, or the sty, the stee, the stee, yeah, S-T-E-E. Yeah, um, those were the ones I talked about that uh, actually germed after the cold spit, you know, that cold spell. You know, I mean, I threw them down there in there for like a week, week and a half. Then we got that cold snap and that fucking shot right up after that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 
surprised how quickly I have to water the earth box outside because I'm not, I haven't necessarily been watering the reservoir, I've just been like top watering. And uh, put that fucking cover back on. <laughs> it would slow it's got down. I'm say it, it would slow it down. It's got a uh, it's got a uh, top cover there, all doors, cover crop. Right. It looks. I was joking about it one day because it looks like it actually looks like an earth box. Like I just went and cut a side section out of my lawn and then just threw some pot plants in there. <laughs> so it actually looks like an earth box. It looks like I just like pulled up a hunk of my yard. Put it in there, but <laughs> she's kicking. It's not that quite that dense, but there is cloves. There's a little bit of everything in there. Yeah, They're man. thriving. They're thriving. Yeah, let me a little bit of uh, fish emulsions, a little bit of Alaskan fish for fish fertilizer. There, that's why I'm hitting them with out there. Seems and your happy. temperatures outside, Eagle. Temperature's cold or not bad. At the Fuck, man. The other night, it the other night here in Michigan, it got down to 43. It was uh mm. 90 that day, got down to 43. Today, it was in the 90s. I think we're gonna hit like 50. So, I'm hitting like 40, 40 degree swings up here in northern yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Well, you'll soon find out if they can handle it, eh? <laughs> some genetics will, some won't, man, you know? That's the way I found it here. Some fucking, fucking cop extreme temperatures, some can't. The ones that can't, you know, fucking just keep them indoors, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah. It should awaken more of like a genetic expression from it, I would think. You know, the wider extreme... Not to Should be. Yeah. I can be able to yeah. tell because I well for one I don't think I, there's too many people running the steed. He told me uh, to kind of sit on that one a little bit. So I do have some behind me though. I have some indoors and I have some outdoors. So I should be able to see a little bit of a a difference between the indoor and outdoor. Some differences anyway. That's if I could finish these indoors. That's a that's a variable right there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> they may get chucked outdoors, need be. Cheers, green fingers. Cheers. See what you gotta. Yeah, the one popping out of the compost pile has kind of been surprising. I don't know. I didn't I didn't even see it until I mean it's probably Eight, eight to ten inches tall now, but like super thick, like inner um, the internodal spacing is tight, so like it's thick with leaves. It's like, and the stem's really stout and thick, but it like you would think it was growing like almost straight up, but the stem goes like down into the compost like pile a little bit, so it's like. That. Yeah, from I don't know, it's been growing for a minute. So like, I think the whole plant is like two, two and a half foot tall. Where like the only the part that's like leaves and out of the compost is like eight inches. You know, it's 
kind of funny. Am I kind of listening right to where it's actually kind of getting into the hotter pot part of the pile and still liking it? The hotter part of the compost pile? Seems like the, the deeper, right? Hot. Yeah, but I don't think it's the thermophilic. I haven't really yeah. I mean if I pump some nitrogen to it or something it might, but well, I guess another way of putting it is uh, I, I would use it as a description, say, if I was like running super soil and I got into it too early, I would consider it to be hot still, even though it was like still in the, the cooking process, it would burn my plants. So that's why I consider it hot. But in that in the compost, like I would say I'm thinking as it reached deeper, it would reach like a hotter, more, the top would be less nutrient dense, I guess. And then the further the roots they got in there, it would seem like it got, would get hotter, if you will, as the deeper the roots got into that compost pile, instead of, you know, necessarily coming back to the top where it wasn't so hot, you know what I mean? It's going deeper and deeper into the pile and still liking it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I know what you're saying, and it, it's just not heating up to that like temperature either. So, like when it's the super soil is too hot, like it's literally too hot. Like it literally is temperature. It's my understanding. Because if you mix that and it, and it heats back up, it's not done through its process. Do the coats make smiley, or do they uh, super soil? No, I, yeah, I started with a Cornell mix and a, and a mended Cornell mix, and then um, yeah, I've run that three years now. So. <laughs> right. so, again, Smiley, kind of running back to it, too, even with the super soil, I would still, again, refer to the, like the, the nutrient density of the super soil being hot because even though when we i use super soil or the way sub kind of coached the super soil method you were uh potting into it so you'd be laying you know six eight inches of super soil on the bottom and then uh, like whatever medium mix you were using like say roots buffer zone and then you'd backfill with the roots and let your your ladies grow into the more dense, you know what I mean? The more supercharged soil, it would work its way as the plant, you know, got bigger and get more used to. Sometimes it would uh, take that first burn. And then after that, you know what I mean? She would just take it after that. But that's, what, again, what I would consider to be hot. Not necessarily, just more nutrient dense, not necessarily the cooking of the soil. Yeah. Right. You know, I, but the nutrient dense is what causes it to cook. That's what I mean. That's the fuel for the fire. You know what I mean? Right on. Yeah. But even in, like, say, that'd be after a two month set. You know what I mean? It'd still then be used and then still require the buffer. So you think it's still cooking in the pot after that point? Yeah, because you mixed it up. You, 
you aerated it. I think if you were to yeah. mix it and see if that temperature were to raise again, you know, to really make sure it's done cooking, you would want to mix it and watch that temperature, see if it climbs. I can tell, man, by about, you know, 10 weeks after when I first do, the, when I do the last transplant into the biggest uh, pot with the super soil and the buffer zone, it's still not fully decomposed. But after harvest and everything, you know, and you break up the fucking root ball, to, for me, I don't know about you guys, it's definitely an extra 50, 70% more decomposed, the super soil part. So I think it does for me. But I don't really do a subcool. Uh, by the book, Super Soil, I do my version, you know, what's available here, but I try to hit all the boxes, you know, with all the fucking different levels. I try to get all, use the same shit as using kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess it depends. And remember with Sabo, I remember he always used to talk about the cheese. He'd say, you know, I'd put the Super Soil, but I've got to put a fucking, like, two inches on the cheese because it burnt the cheese exodus cheese couldn't fucking handle the super soil remember so he would say strain by strain once you'd learn them you'd have to know that cheese needs fuck all super soil where you know vortex would need fucking half of the pot in super soil and then backfilled with the roots organic so yeah it is a bit risky when you run new genetics you know with super soil you just sort of the first time you're like fuck i hope they don't burn <laughs> but yeah I really should fucking love the coots mix, man. Sorry, go go. Some ladies, you're right. You can just go straight, straight to the super soil. You don't need the roots, the hungry ears. You're better off, you know, just letting them go direct, full super soil and getting that quick, like I said, burn or yellowing real quick. And after that, they just fucking, they love that shit. Some, some definitely need that buffer zone. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. What's going on, Green Figures? She shaved the Maui off, the mustache. Oh, yeah. Got tired of thinking something yeah, was man. on the face. <laughs> I barely hear you guys. Hold on, let me fix my fan. Yeah, buy microphones. Uh, testing test. You got a professional. Yeah, you sound good. You got a professional microphone there, Eagle, or how do you rock the podcast? You got a. I got a uh, Yeti. A uh, Yeti. It's a pretty decent mic. Nice heavy weight. I started off. I you had the the Snowball, which was a pretty good one. But uh, the Yeti's got a few more features. A little nicer. I think it's the step next step up. Yeah. The other night I was rocking the earpiece mic. Everybody's going, you're fucking echoing. I don't know why Zoom just threw me a curveball and grabbed a fucking different mic for some reason. Yeah. So um it's hard to explain, man. Like uh, the nitrogen, though, is what is always going to be getting acted on by biology, to my understanding. So if you have a quote unquote hot soil, then it is actually it probably is actually temperature related. That's, you know, 
burn in the roots where like no matter what that that nitrogen's gonna cycle you know what i'm saying so if you're mixing it in in a super soil mix or a compost and then you're mixing that all up it goes through that thermophilic cycle it's going to keep going through that until that nitrogen gets cycled into its next phase you know what i mean like not to complicate it with nitrate nitrite ammonia and all that shit but just it's got to convert it you know what i'm saying and, and there's a, there's biology that's always doing that and it's and it needs organic matter or carbon with that nitrogen to make you know what I'm saying? Make that process happen. So I do think it's still a temperature-related thing that actually burns them. But... Right. I don't know if that makes any sense or not. Absolutely. It does. It does. But I, there's, I could argue so much just for conversation points. Like, it's not it argument. Yeah, you I'm know. Just talking you know well no i well i'm saying you know so if say it is a a a thermal action from the thermal you know compost breaking down or the nutrients however you want to look at the the soil cycle you know what i mean uh why why wouldn't it necessarily cool down when i throw it on the concrete floor you know what i mean why isn't that right off containing the fire and again i would think would it flipping it you know what i mean as you said you, you know when you you've oxygenated it is that making the process worse are you adding fuel to the fire when you necessarily transplant you know is it heating up right there is anybody else getting like the thumb at the bottom of their screen i seen that the other night i can't figure out what the fuck it's doing no. Mm. Green fingers, are you drawing again? <laughs> no, I'm breaking up this horrible nug with all these seeds in it. It's gotta be zoom at the bottom of my screen. It like shows like a thumb and it like a buffer and <laughs> and it did it like last night too. Thumbs up or something? That's a, I don't know. Anyways, so if that's the case and I am stoking the fire, you know what I mean with uh the transplant or it is the soil itself how come it necessarily isn't a quick cool down from sitting on the concrete and then the follow through with the the watering you know what i mean how come i haven't you know put out the fire in the process right away um trying to think in my head man because like now you gotta because i do know like the thermophilic process when they when they're watching the temperature on that compost pile and it reaches a certain temperature they want to flip that's when you want to make sure to flip it you know what i'm saying and like but it also will climb i to my understanding will climb in temperature until it burns up the food source that they're on and kind of drop down but when you mix that back up you kind of reset everything and <clears throat> wet it back down you're creating that environment for it to fire up that engine again so like if you're taking that pile it could be cooled down but yes when you go to mix it and you rewater it you could get it to like reactivate that process again 
You know what I mean? So it's, I guess it is kind of like stoking the fire, like you kind of said. Like if you were taking coals from an, from a fire that looked like it was burnt out, but you dug down in there and, you know what I'm saying, also you mix it up with some air and boof, you got a fire going again, you know? See, I, I haven't dug necessarily deep enough into the breakdown process because right now when I'm thinking of the reactions that you're talking about, I'm thinking about controlling it with, again, the basic greens and browns, you know, heat and cool, what's going on. But I'm confused when we're talking soil on soil, how it would, you know what I mean? Especially when I'm using a lighter soil and you're kind of telling me my bottom layer's heating up, but still, or still cooking, you know what I mean? No. Is it like a charcoal effect? Microbe, microbes don't die off that quick. How do you know, Tom? I know everything. They're a lot more sturdier <laughs> than people give credit to. Like all those, uh, the, uh, the mycorrhizal too. It, it survives for quite a while, you know. I don't know. So, so yeah, are you throwing... Are you throwing fire on the no-till claims there? Why you shouldn't? I mean, that's why they tell you you shouldn't till. Flipping them kills them is what I've heard, right? When it comes oh, to no, but you might not no-till kill them, mentality. They, no, yeah, you won't kill them, but they won't be near as useful as they are if you leave them undisturbed. That's for shit sure. Yeah, I'm just saying you won't kill it. It won't be much benefit, but it won't be dead. They'll be able to re. They'll be able to reform, but it'll take a while. But like you're not adding anything. It's but it does get cooler eventually. So the only thing that changes is the microbes are uh, growing quick and multiplying in the compost, and then they ran out of food, so they converted all the nutrients into more closely plant available shit and it got cool cooler right i'm following you i'm following you i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> they they make the nutrients more plant available because they're converting them in their own bodies for their own process it, like right and like a rabbit eats grass and whatever to for its own self, it doesn't do it to shit out stuff. Because I, I asked, I asked them why, what causes the heat in a thermophilic pile? I'm like, if it was the microbes, then like when they, they actually could self-destruct when that, like the hay bale goes on fire. But that's what it is. The microbes reproducing so quickly generates that heat is what they, what someone and another I thing believe too, is smarter than me told. Like told me, yeah. I'm confused about when the microbes, you know what I mean? Because from what I've understood about the microbes is their temperature sensitive, you know, as well. You know, that's what kind of keeps them in check or us in check, basically, because we're filled with microbes, right? And if the way I've understood that process is temperature you know what i mean that's the only thing that keeps them from overruling 
our whole, you know what I mean? Breaking us down and just making us. A and you're right. There must be something else going on because they also say when they're doing that K and F crap that you got to turn the pile when it reaches a certain temperature. Otherwise you lose all the microbes. So yeah, there must be like some, some, uh, specific scenarios that it cause it to ignite on fire because yeah otherwise they're killing themselves too but yeah there's a lot more to it than you know making blanket statements about everything or is it just different species isn't that what you know different species can take different i don't know temperatures and them them the invasive microbes are the ones that can harm us because they can withstand our body temperatures and still thrive. Kind of like, uh, and I feel like there's a few different topics going on, but as far as like compost, my understanding, like they, the thermophilic process are the thermophytes. Yes, there's like a specific category. It's more like a bacterial driven kind of process. And then as that, as that fast, kind of food source gets converted and, and changed, that's when you get the cooler pile and then you have the higher life forms kind of coming in. So like in my mind's eye, that bacterial colony is building itself, it's metab it's you know, eating and fucking and reproducing and all that metabolism is building the heat. And then all the nutrients are stored in those little bodies. There that's what Lane, I think, always says they're nutrient sacks, and then you get the protozoa and the predators to come in and eat all those. And they, you know, they come in and eat all sloppy, they bite into chunks of them, shit like that, you know what I mean? And then so there's all these different enzymes and body fluids from the bacteria all floating around, too, and what the predators shit out and all that. You know what I mean? So they come in and tear it up and they're like spreading the plant available nutrient there is kind of my understanding. And that's why it's super important because like what Tao was trying to say is you don't kill all biology, but what you do is you knock it back in succession. So now you're back to just your bacteria and, and where you really want to have your, your protozoa, your nematodes, all these higher life forms that are also part of that food you know the soil food web or whatever but they're the higher cycling parts of that that take longer to develop and that's what you really fuck up is you keep knocking it back in succession when you fuck shit up you know does that help understand it or no see microbial collapse baby right there Man. Mic drop. <laughs> Start that uh, conversation again. Hey, let me ask you as a question, man. It might be off character, but when I find I use seaweed emulsion, we've got a thing here called sea salt. It's like a they do a fertilizer, and I know it's not the best kelp. It's probably like a cheap Chinese fucking cold water kelp bullshit. But every time I use it, man, on any plants, roses, any fucking plant, I get fucking mushrooms popping out of the fucking pots. 
like every time if i do outdoor every fucking pot's just got mushrooms not at the top even the drain holes you know the drain holes out the bottom they're just fucking yeah surely that's got to be good right because i don't notice nothing when i add it i just think man i'm just adding 20 dollars of shit i see no difference just those mushrooms i'm thinking it's fucking doing something to the soil you know i've done foliar spray where people say yeah you green them up fucking nothing man so smiley uh and tau and eagle definitely you guys give me your opinion on what you think about that it's got to be beneficial right it's a fucking lot oh sorry man i didn't even see you and green face sorry man I'm fuck. I gotta go well, through. Gonna say, like, I thought I was. I thought I just had a fucking swimming pool. I was fucking. Sorry, you guys. Back fuck. to the back roll. Back roll, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Get to the back of the bus, bitch. No, any joking. My apologies, gentlemen. Sorry, just man. Because I don't pay attention doesn't mean I don't know anything. Yeah. So, what's your thought on that, gentlemen? Incoming buddy kilowatt as well. Cheers. <laughs> I like it, Cushmaster. I don't think it's harmful at all, but I don't know how beneficial it is because, like, from what I understand, basically those the, supposedly the fungi that make the correlation with the connection with the plant and make a relationship and help it with, uh, acquire nutrients or, or resist drought or whatever it might help with, they don't have fruiting yeah. bodies, supposedly, so they want to make mushrooms. Right. But... I always like to see mushrooms. Diversity, they say, is great. So, yeah, mushrooms, the more the merrier, man. They ain't eating up much nutrient, I wouldn't imagine, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And, and up, I guess buddy? they just <clears throat> I guess they just decompose and they just fucking fall back into the ground. So I guess, and I just reuse them the next year, you know, or in the veggie beds or something. So they technically get used, you know composting in there so. i think it hey, would depend on the species of the mushroom and they would clean up the soil at some point wouldn't they the excess of certain uh nutrients if they were or bad things in the soil i think they'd it'd be a win-win right plus they put uh what is it oxygen back in the soil as well yeah i think it's probably a plus i don't i don't see where it would be really a negative if anything, it's yeah, like Eagle said, it's building soil structure and and you know, I mean it's most likely a saprophyte is probably not like forming a relationship with the plant directly, but that doesn't mean it's not cycling nutrients either, because that's what they're doing, you know. <laughs> like Yeah. Now, if I have this correctly, what you're saying is when you add this kelp. To yeah, your soil seaweed emulsion. Yeah. Okay, a seaweed emulsion. Yeah, okay, and kelp. Because yeah. I've used I, I've used kelp for a long time and a lot of it because I bumped those numbers up to about thirty percent potash. So I use a lot of kelp and I've never had mushrooms coming out. The only thing I can think of is it's already in your environment and by adding this you are creating the mycelium growing in your potting soil in your soil because yeah. i've never had mushrooms come up using semi-soilless mixtures yeah yeah it's 
kind of mind blown when it happens. Or understood. The reason you don't want to till is the mycelium network. That's like what you'd break up along with some other fungi networks, but the main one, mycelium network. So if you till, you break that up, which it would build back up again, but oh, ideas. I mean, yeah, and I don't know anything about living soil, but what I've learned on here, but that's my understanding. Yeah. Well, we've all learned from on here, haven't we? <laughs> that's how we're here, man. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard to my understanding too. It's like not all, so mycelium is the root portion of the mushroom, so to speak, right? The fungi. But like not all of that is like visible naked to your naked eye too. So you could have a lot there that you don't necessarily see. And then all of a sudden the conditions are right and boom, you get a flush of, you know, mushrooms that you can see because that's, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you only see the fruiting body. You don't see it in the ground or, you know, in the pot. Most likely when you say the conditions are right, yeah, mushrooms are going to take like a very moist, humid, condition which for the most part i that's not my conditions but i i imagine if you lived in places especially outdoors northwest or more of a forest area then mushrooms would pop out brother they pop out even when they're in the greenhouse when it's fully enclosed sealed and it's fucking uh, i'm just trying to convert celsius to fahrenheit on the um thermometer here even yeah, when the day mushroom, even mushroom when the sorry, really really small yeah e even above 125 degrees fahrenheit man it's still fucking mushrooms and there are no dramas i know it sounds ridiculous but that's how hot it gets with the plastic when it's like 110 outside right it's wet sorry it's really wet uh, not really, man. No, uh, it'll be fucking hot. Just the pots. Yeah, it gets dry and I've got to water them like three times a day when it's that fucking hot morning, afternoon and night. And they're still, it's like a flooded drain then. They're fucking dry three hours later, you know? So yeah, just, just got to fucking go with the elements here, man. But anything's, it's always doable. Just got to roll well, with the punches. I think. Common in the area do people go foraging for mushrooms in, in different areas around you um i would say that place i always talk about nimbin the bush the where they have the shitty weed down there yeah and they do you know collecting bark and making dmt and shit like that and it's yeah but up here no not really i mean yeah, but apparently everyone says you can just find them everywhere here. I don't know what the fuck to look for. They call them gold caps, the magic mushrooms here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Never get shade cloths. You should maybe try shade cloth when it's 120 in the, in the middle of the sun, in the middle of the day, rather. Yeah, yeah, I, I fucking should tell you, yeah. Every year, man, I'm doing a new system. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. Shade cloth was the plan for next season. Half shade cloth, half not shade cloth, and see what the side-by-side's like, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty stoned.
Uh, I, I got great. I go ahead. You probably have something more intelligent than I was going to come off with smiling. Say your I was uh, I was going to ask Tao if he heard us uh, talking about his lady last night in uh, the Weedner world. When we got uh, referring to Amy, I was wondering if you heard. If you heard some of the things that were being said about her, and if you had any type of response to no, I missed what it all, but said. I generously share her with everyone. So whatever she wants to give out, put out, have at it. Well, well I'll I, repeat my my statement from last night. I cracked your seeds, and twenty four hours, every single one of them germinated. I think I'm around eight or nine of them. I put in their paper towel and boom, 24 hours later, I checked them and they were all cracked. Dude. Fuck yeah. When I was and I started the rumor that Amy was the horse sister of Wonder Woman and all the guy, all the superheroes at the Legion of Doom had, had Amy <laughs> tattoos. That's probably about right. And we noticed that there's pretty much every continent on the planet has Amy Aces going, and that's pretty uh, gnarly uh, accomplishment, Tao. That is pretty awesome. I you was thinking to, about that. You Wait, need to you know, like, the icon. How you talk about uh, grounding and the uh, earthing. So if there's a whole bunch of Amy Aces growing outside all over the world, maybe they can like the ley lines will line up and they'll all have like a connection and it'll be the fucking yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll be all extra energized. Spanning oceans. Yeah. yeah, the ley lines line up right, man. It'll just be like a connection with all the like it. That's the avatar. How's revealed his shit. master plan? <laughs> He's fucking revealed it. <laughs> well, I thought about the beauty of them growing. Just think about at a certain point how many people are smoking any, any given moment in time. I mean, like right this moment, somebody's probably lighting up some Amy Aces. Probably. That's pretty amazing, too. I never thought about it. But, man, I'm telling you, those seeds are just that freaking, the one that I call proprietary is definitely why. But that cheesequake male is half of that fucking Amy Aces. So, like, that plant made so many fucking seeds, and they're all 100% like. All the other ones, I've been I've been fucking with the seeds. I got the time wreck by blueberry. They're like so small. I like did I did another germ test on them just because like I'm like, do these even grow, man? I'm fucking handing them out. But no, I must have did a germ test at one point. So I did again and they all popped. So every single one of them popped, even though they're really small. And uh yeah, I planted those seeds because I had yeah, what was I gonna do? Just throw them out or something like, yeah, just eat it, like sprouts from the freaking. You know, they have a lot of nutrients in them, but no, I had to plant them. So anyway. It is I'm amazing one. that like seeds that are like so small. Like I thought, you know, those ones aren't really going to germinate. And sure enough, 
Yeah, the size of the seed doesn't really matter. I mean, I've always thought there's always those certain healthy ones with the tiger stripe, beefy, and you always just common. I, I've always looked at those ones and thought, well, those are the, you know, the price. Healthiest, yeah, best, yeah. And when I, I always only crack some of the pack and, yeah, I'll usually pick all the big beefy ones at first, leave the the smaller or whiter ones behind. But I've learned that. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they're not viable. There are seeds that aren't viable. It, it, oh, it, yeah. it, it depends on the breeders, this, how diligent they are in the sort, like how good they clean That's it up. Partly, but even some of the ones like, because even as I go through, I the white ones and the light green ones, I'll put them in an envelope, and you go and you just water those. Those things, a whole shit ton of those will grow too. It's amazing. But yeah, Amy, the Amy Ace's plant seeds are just they yeah they she wants to grow man. Everyone I gave those seeds to had no problem germinating them. And like that's SoCal was saying last night he was on and he he's got one way further along. Like sounds like in big veg and it's I forget what he said. It's bigger, beefier than all the other ones he was talking about. So and who else was on it? Uh geez, dude, you, you got your seeds in a lot of people's hands, man. Yeah. That's what we're saying, Ty. You gotta um you gotta add like tattoos to the Amy icon, like on her ass, like in down her legs of like all the different countries that she's in now. Like <laughs> like a suitcase. Like, yeah, make her like <laughs> passport on her legs and shit. Like, like a train stamp. Yeah. Tattoo her. And it'd be like the United Nations, but it'd be like the Amy Aces Nations. It's actually you guys made me remember I sent some to uh Shit, now I forget the name of the place. Somewhere in the Caribbean, though. That I didn't know if it was going to make it. But I tell you what, knock on wood, all the ones I said, sent with those fucking global stamps, every single one I've mailed out with those things made it, dude. That's like, they're, they're more careful with mail going overseas than they are with, in America, I'm convinced. Well, you just have the right vibe because other people don't have such luck sending things internationally. Uh, that's probably true. I knock on wood. I did. But yeah, I've had shit in the, in the, in the States get disappear. And yeah, people I would trust, like, that wouldn't lie to me and say it didn't make it, you know? But that only happened like two or three times, three or four times maybe. I'm not good at knowing which ones. Like, I've just been asking people, like, what's, I mean, is it hard to get shit to your country or what? You know, like, yeah, well, even ones that said, you know, yeah, sometimes, you know, doesn't make it, still made it. I'll have to dig that. I haven't, I haven't figured that out yet, the international stamp thing. 
So it's got to be an envelope size, though, right? Like you can't. So it's got to be like the size of a letter, basically, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know what Eagle uses, but I have these little padded ones that have the bubble wrap in it, right? But basically, it has to fit through the slot of a blue mailbox. If it slides through that slot of the blue mailbox, you're good. And has to be. I don't know what what size the envelope is. I could go get one. So those little PCR tubes wouldn't work, but the little flat pancake C container. The four by sevens, dude. I put the the centrifuge. I put those centrifuge. So this is what I do, Smiley. Because you see my packs, I put them in the little, the little uh, baggie with the uh, the card on it, and I tape it. A piece of paper so it's in the middle of the envelope and the centrifuge won't move around it'll always be in the middle no it's different i'd use different ones when i go overseas buddy kilowatt i like the purple yeah i do like the purple though too but yeah and uh yeah so i fold the piece of paper i tape it with blue paint tape to the middle so that it'll go through all the whatever machines without getting fucked up too and i've sent two centrifuges in one envelope once or twice because at first i didn't think i could but then i did and then i'm like wow i send two every time so <laughs> yeah that's dope man i i dig it like yeah because they don't they're not helpful they're to, at least for me they haven't been they'll just fucking direct you to the most expensive way to ship and like plus you don't have to fill out any customs papers that's the most important thing to me you don't have to like fill out yeah. the paperwork yeah, true that. It goes through all that. You just stick it in the That's blue the most in the blue yeah. mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought of mails. Just try to fit in. Go with the numbers, you know? Try not to be out of now now with corona and bullshit, you'd think fucking the now post see, office. You can mail seeds, no worries. Now you're it's legal. Yeah. It has no THC. Yeah. I have no resin on them seeds. It's fine. Seeds ain't gonna have no resin. <laughs> the internet so many years ago was I watched some documentary thing that basically was like saying that this point the algorithms are pick up on the people that are trying to do the things to avoid the algorithm, right? You know, searching in private, VPN, all those type of things. Well, the algorithm already sorts those and you're better off just being in the billion people, the math, because that's when there's that much data. What? But when you give them things that they can isolate you, like using VPNs and trying to be you know, sneaking on the internet. Well, that that that's what the whole algorithm's set up for. Facebook security and Google security is to to spot all that shit. So you're best not doing that unless you want to be in a pool that's much smaller than the bigger pool. And I thought, oh, that makes sense. And then I never thought twice about my phone or that kind of shit anymore. I never worried too much. I wish I was moving kind of numbers where they were trying to freaking eavesdrop on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they don't give a fuck about me, I don't think. Whatever, Vin, we've seen your side gig with cars. You know what's yeah, up. that's a different story. I got tape on my camera. 
<laughs> He's trying to get some. Fuck I don't know. Fuck them. I don't want him listening to shit. I don't want him. Fuck to the watch. The truth is, the harder you try to avoid it, the more they're fucking interested in listening to your shit. All right. <laughs> when you're in the mix of the masses, it's it's you're just another bill, billion of them. No. No, bud, because to get on the Eagle show, I had to go get a VPN because wow. doing his show from Thailand was like, you know, in 2015, I, that would get published in Thailand. They'd be hunting me. Well, I don't know. About <laughs> Maybe, and I didn't mean VPN, but just like having like... <sighs> not having accounts, right? Like even when Facebook testified in Congress, they admitted that, that whether you delete them or do not have an account, they track you just the same because in their mind, it's a security risk. That's what they said, right, to the Congress, Zuckerberg himself. So basically they were saying, doesn't matter whether you have an account with us, you've agreed to our terms or not, we're we're running our algorithms on everybody. Cool. They get a lot of Eagles Gardens algorithms then. <laughs> so has it changed now, Captain 420? Can you go with the no VPN right now? I can go with no VPN. I can sit in the front of the bar and smoke a joint. Wow, dude. So you left Thailand when it was still illegal. You went to America to visit and smoke up and gather a whole bunch of seeds. And you come back to the country totally changed and now you can smoke. That's insane, dude. If he would have Not got a- his first flight, he would have landed there and it was illegal. But when he missed his first flight, they changed the laws. And then a week later... Wow, man. That's crazy. Even just prior to me coming back, everything was illegal. It was just CBD, and that's all the government was putting out. Everything, it was 0.2% THC and above was illegal. Three weeks before I was supposed to come back the the 2nd of uh, June, it was smoking flour only by permit. So now it's, you know, a month later, but basically, you know, after the eighth of the month, last month, and everything changed, Thailand changed on the ninth, and they're allowing the smoking of THC flour, just no THC concentrates well like even in in states california none of this happened overnight it took a long time i mean way back in 96 was the first medical and slowly same with michigan colorado all the states had the same it's got to be crazy to be in a place that like went on a dime like within a month went all the way within a week went all the way like that. That's just yep. gotta be crazy. It really <laughs> is. And you know even for like the, the, the average Thai citizen that this is just 
it's got to be massive change to them. Is it? Can they change it back, or is is it now? That's it. Like, or is the next guy who comes no. in be like, "Fuck you guys." Here's the thing, and this is why I've warned people. I said, you know, they could drop the hammer in three to four months and come out with all these rules and regulations. It has not been published in the police royal or the Royal Police Gazette. Until it's published in the Gazette, it is not law. So it's loosely interpreted now. And the only thing that they have came out and said was if you have like a nuisance charge where someone complained about the smell of your smoking cannabis, uh, it is a fine and plus it could be jail time also. But you also have to remember, okay, well, what do you have to get really to get jail time? Because there's no intent to distribute in Thailand until you hit 10 kilos Who's going to have 22 pounds in their pocket? <laughs> Smiley's guard is my... It's a big pocket. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, we got Amy Aces here in Thailand. She's going to make her appearance. Cool, man. So, like, do you, you, cool. you got to get a permit, and then you can grow unlimited amounts, or like each person can grow ten. It's fifty thousand baht, I think, for a two hundred plant permit. I'm not quite sure on the quite the numbers. It could be two hundred meters, for all I know, square meters. I I haven't really talked about it that much because it's like, okay, well. Let's throw ten at my house. That's all that matters. <laughs> What's the box in American for fifty thousand baht? Uh, fifty thousand baht works out to be what thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars. Ah. Now, it's, is it a thing where you can grow your ten for yourself, but it's illegal to sell it or or? Or, or you're allowed to give it away, or you know what I mean? No, like that's a, that's an right now they're just giving it away. Are they're they're telling people there's no sale, just giving, but there's sales at the the bars have turned into like coffee shops. You go into a different bar and they'll have different jars, or they'll have a different selection of weed. I mean, it's literally so like that right now. Obviously, they were growing it before they flipped the laws. Otherwise, yeah, oh, yeah. They, so, we had medical yeah, here for uh, Thailand has been medical now for three years. Oh, with the basically. THC. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally come out of nowhere. Obviously, but, they yeah. import channels. Do they import yeah. their medical, Captain? Or is it all self? No. Uh, I, I talked to a gentleman. I, I talked to a gentleman the other day and they sell an entire crop to the Thai government at 20,000 baht per kilo. Yeah. So this, what the Thai government was touting, they're not even giving a, a percentage, hardly a percentage of that. Because they were telling people that they were going to be paying them like 80, 90,000 baht 
per kilo, and it's actually twenty thousand baht. Right. Which you said, you know, how much U.S.? I'm sorry. Like four, that's like four hundred bucks U.S. or some shit. Six hundred. Uh, it's thirty. It, right now, it's thirty-five and a half, almost getting close to thirty-five and three quarters. So, basically, sixty-six cents uh, per American dollar. So, a thousand dollars is thirty-five thousand five hundred baht. So they're getting less than a thousand dollars. The twenty thousand baht would come out to be what? Uh, yeah, right around the six hundred fifty seven hundred dollar mark per kilo. Oh, do it like they do it. Leave all the sticks and stems, and maybe even throw a pot of dirt in it when you hand it over to them. <laughs> well, the the whole this the is the whole way you guys is- waited when I got in trouble. <laughs> What I'm fine, yeah, no shit, because I got charged with 1,987 grams of stem, leaf, and debris. So that gave me my felony in Illinois for intent to distribute. So, yeah, fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so uh, that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, shit, where was I going with that? But they are trying to, in this, they actually have a store here in Chiang Rai that sells it, and they're trying to get between 800 and 950 baht. So they're trying to get between 25 and $30 a gram. In Bangkok, you, I posted that one that was 550 baht per gram for apple fritter and banana hammock. And were they selling it, though? Oh, Yeah. People were buying it because that's a kind that's a business district of uh, Bangkok and that area is also uh, uh, a bunch of freelance people work there. Let's say that. <laughs> no, demand twice as much money for the Amy Aces when you harvest it. <laughs> What's up, Green Thirteen? What's up, brother? You good? I'm all good. I'm always all good. There he is. That must be nice. Morning. Well, someone was saying that's impossible. Yes, yeah, impossible. But no. Good fourth, though, yeah. I always think I'm better off than the guy who has, like, yeah, I'm better off than a lot of people, no matter what. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. That's why I say I'm good all the time. I am good, better than than a lot of people. Just I can count to my, I can count to twenty with all my digits. Twenty-one, you know what I'm saying? That, that means I got all my, all my, my daughter's digits. talking shit at me, and my wife's spilling water all over the kitchen, and yeah, difficult to remember that uh, some people can't eat. So what's going on? Long time, Smiley. Not too much. I just think that the mute button to kick off. It's chill, man. It's been a good weekend. Have you put an update up? I did, yeah. Going up today. We're talking. I had uh, 
Shit, there was a couple of topics I said. I even, I even slipped and almost called it the wormhole. I was like, maybe that's something we could talk about. And I'm trying to think of what it was now. <laughs> lost in the wormhole. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> when I check, when I hit W on my keyboard now, it just puts up Weed Nerd World. That's sweet. It just assumes that's what's, what I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, I remember what it was. I was talking about like uh, um, viruses, like hop latent viroid, and um, I had some of the uh, like one of the couple of the plants had it like where the side branching wants to like pop off when it's right by the stem. There, it was just I mean, you bump it and they break. It's crazy, but they're super brittle like that. But. I don't know, the plant doesn't really exhibit any other symptoms, so that's kind of what I was talking about, was the one that might is the uh, the Skywalker OG, the original, but it's not something that's spread because I've had that cut for a long time, and none of the other ones exhibit any of that kind of behavior, but it, I wouldn't call it a symptom as much as a behavior, but it, it basically she's just a finicky girl and she's like the first one to get stressed she's hard to clone she can throw the purple stems real fast she'll get yellow leaves real fast and then she gets these weird like brown spots that kind of pop up and it happens every time but the the reason i don't think it's any kind of a viroid i think it's more just how she expresses when she's stressed is like i can change conditions say like she was root bound i can transplant and and do a bigger pot and get thing conditions better for her in that situation will switch and it'll start growing green stem again and it'll start growing green leaves and all that again so it's like so it's just environmental it's just stress not a virus probably yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless it's just that's what's causing that thing to express that way or whatever. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's different the way she acts when she gets stressed. Like, certain plant, like, I'm used to them throwing like three leaves and like the purple, but it's like the spotting on the leaves. Like, it's, I don't know. I, don't know. I just, yeah, like that's, just, that's yeah. fuck you. I'm not going to feed, isn't it? I'm not going to eat anything because you pissed me off. Well, I'm just wondering so in my head shock if it's like she's like, you know, whatever weird micronutrient. I'm not, I'm just talking off the cuff, but if whatever is in this genetic and she's trying to, you know, make Look certain thing. Yeah. And she needs, she needs a little bit more of whatever zinc or, you know what I mean? Manganese or whatever. Something stupid. Yeah. Something yeah, stupid. Dude, I had she's, three she's more I had... sensitive to copper levels, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Like, yeah. Well, maybe it's boron because Brandon Russ has been using that as an example the last few times I heard him, and it could be. There you boron. go. Could be anything. The problem is. Yeah, we should at least be looking at the leaf if we're going to start making shit up. I had that blue yeah, bag. and wait, like Smiley, don't you do soil tests? So you, yeah. you should know your soil's pretty much balanced, right? Pretty much. And that's why I fucked that bitch because, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I had two recently like that that, that still have the Bruce Banner female. And this is just, she's happy for like five minutes and then she looks a mess. 
And then, yeah, like you're saying, I've even, you, I could transplant her up and she'll be happy for more than five minutes and then she'll be a mess. And then the other and, one. And I've had yeah. genetics, like, if I understand you right, you say there's like a stem and then if it gets any pressure, it just breaks off at the, at the main stem. I've had genetics like that are that way where yeah. another genetic, man, you could bend that thing backwards and it wouldn't snap. And then there's other plants that yeah, oh, you, you go a little little too far, it just cracks and breaks off real easy like. That could be also a whole bunch of different things too, but so if the plant never gets happy for more than right after transplant for a week, yeah, that one I can't keep happy no matter what. I had that one or two good I mean, but the weed that comes off of it is so good. That's why she's here. And I crossed it, and the dude kept squinting shit up about how good that plant was, which made me think that seeds of it. But then I find out he likes ketchup on his eggs, which made me question <laughs> his judgment entirely. <laughs> yeah, I agree so, with that one. Fucking yeah, ketchup so, on your eggs. So here oh. I am. Here I am making sure I'm keeping this <laughs> finicky bitch alive because the kid's raving about how good the freaking plant was, the seed was, and all this. And yeah, I come to find out. But it's no. A1 on his state. Like, I like it though. I like her. I like her a lot, but yeah, I'm not, I can't continue to try and please her. It's not in me. I cannot do it. I'm going to try and get one more seed run and then I'm letting her go. Fuck her, man. Yeah, but you're using that to um, breed with Smiley, so you, you're going to find another way to hold that, probably, or another that's, cut that's less. Yeah, that's why. That's like why I wanted yeah. to do the, you know, trying to see if I could get something that was more vigorous, not going to be as finicky, but keep that flavor and high of that. This really unique flavor. I I don't know. I still don't know of any any flower that I could go get that's even close to what that is. So. Like what? The flavor on that Skywalker. Yeah, like what? Gassy? <laughs> no, what, it's what? not. It's, I would put it more in that um, like a herbal kind of category. Like uh, a lot of people call that earthy, but I don't like, I don't like that word earthy because to me that does, doesn't sound desirable, but it's more like it's more in the category of like a an herb, like a sage, or you know what I mean. It's something. Earthy sounds like dirt weed to me. Yeah, yeah. that's horrible. <laughs> and like the reason we're using that phrase is because that's the phrase we mean. It's not desirable. <laughs> I remember we would get weed. It smelled like it smelled like dirt, and the, I think I don't know where we found it. Maybe we read it. I maybe not. Maybe we we're just trying to figure it out, but. They would like just harvest the shit, throw it in a pile on the ground. And when you got to the part of the weed that was left on the ground, I would end up smelling like uh, like dirt. And that's what dirt weed, that's what we thought dirt weed was. It probably was some of it. My Afghani mango to me tastes like earth, basically dirt. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely... Every single well, there's, to me, there's that earthy, dirt, isn't there? And go ahead. That earthy smell to me would be like fresh smell after the rain, where you can smell the earth, dirt or soil. 
in the air because like that's what happens like at, when it rains like a forest like, smell yeah that's yeah. that's how i kind of call related i don't earthy isn't dirt to me but there's that smell of like soil after rain kind of taste or maybe that's yeah. but you're talking tea. about skywalker og right smiling was this like a recent seed or is it the original cut off of a Skywalker OG that I think I first saw come around in like 2011 or 12 when that hit the uh, LA scene? Skywalker OG was super popular and killer. Can I That's ask you gentlemen a question about Skywalker OG? I heard it's called, it got its name because it has a real big stretch and that's why it's called Skywalker because the buds are literally up in the air. Is that uh, what you think of the genetic? Does it, does it have a ridiculous stretch? Did any of you hear that before? I don't know where I heard it. Adam Dunshaw maybe? I don't know. Sounds really plausible, okay. doesn't it? Smiley, is it stretchy? I, I guess I haven't really heard that description. Yeah, I mean, it can be fairly stretchy. It's not. Mainly, I always all thought the, it was from Star the, Wars or whatnot. So the, it came answer. from the guy. A lot that of the was OGs named Skywalker. Are, That's what he went OG. by. Right. But OG That's why you have like a Larry OG, a Steve OG. Yeah, it was just that I, person's OG that they had, and that yeah. happens to be like a really good one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's from what I heard. OG or whatever, Eagle OG. Yeah, OG, OG. Are you doing seeds there? <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm looking girlfriend. up fucking bubble bags. It's that time, and I just went through what I the fucking tub of old bags and trying to figure out which room. Why can't why every time I wonder this? Why does it have to be so fucking difficult to just send a, sell them individually so I can order like four fucking forty fives, couple nineties? You know, just let me mix it up a little bit. And I want to say this right now, after spending about a fucking half hour looking through bags and shit. You rosin guys got the fucking bubble thing all fucked up with the bags you're pulling over here. What happened to the, the most bag? Most kits now don't even have a 90 or the 45. It's fucking 120, 73, and 25. I don't want to waste my time with the 25. I cut off at 45. The rest of it's all tails and pieces and garbage. I'm not smashing that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> give me a fucking 45. Just give me a 45, 73, 90. Got the rest. Anyways, that's my brain about bubble bags at the moment. <laughs> Shit, I you like that side of Eagle. Yeah. You only use bubble bags? You don't use the cheaper ones, Eagle? Is that... that's a, what Oh, I definitely do? use the cheaper ones. I'm looking at, like... <laughs> bubble I'm looking at, like, $30 sets here. I bought yeah. one bubble dude... One bubble dude bag set. I think I paid 35 40 bucks with it. And this probably it wasn't a bad set. But man, for 35 40 bucks, man, you know, there's no there's nothing wrong with these bags. The discount, the cheaper bags on Amazon. 
You might get a little bummer. stretch out of them, but you're going to get three or four runs, or you know what I mean? Three good, three or four washes. Contact whatever. Even at that, at 30 bucks, man, don't even wash them. I've even argued that at 30 bucks a set. Why are you even washing them, bitches? You know what I mean? You just started oh, no. so, so your grandson doesn't have to walk around that trash? You know, that's why I actually, I actually huh? don't wash them because the alcohol costs <sighs> more, dude. Because oh, yeah. your grandsons, you right? right? No, Eagle? I wash them. Then, you get, then they've got to be dried properly before you put them away. Otherwise, they get that mildewy stank to them. Yeah, man. We're talking about fucking five <laughs> minutes of work. You guys grow weed that takes you fucking four months to grow it and two, three weeks minimum to dry it. And you're yeah, you know, it doesn't quite happen like that because you're right, you're right. But what happens is at the end of the run, you're like, you've been like eight hours fucking grinding that machine, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, done, walk away. I got the hash to dry. Yeah. And you're in there with your paper towels and all that shit and fuck off to those bags. And, and then I yeah. use them for com- compost tea later. <laughs> Yeah. You know, if if I get to that point right now and I'm, I'm saving them bags or I'm at a point where I need them bags again, but I don't feel like washing them right then and there, I don't have the energy, I'll throw them in the freezer. I'll put them in a, like a garbage bag and I'll throw them in the freezer because they're all right like that to pull back out and then clean after yeah. they've sat in there. They don't. A pretty good one as well is turn them inside out and shower them with a hot shower. That's another just like short, short fix one. Sorry, Major but, Man. Carry on. But, but if you contacted one of the companies, wouldn't they just sell you four 45s if that's what you requested? It's China crap, you, dude. If you email them or something. You may be able to if you got went that route, but for the most part, you know, just to go to a lot of these sites, they just want to sell you the kids. They didn't, they don't oh, want to yeah. sell the individual bags for some reason. What's uh, the cheapest? Uh, eight bags. Bolt bags man. I think it's bolt bags you want. B O L T. They sell what individual do you bags. Use? Eagle. What bags are your common ones? Seventy three, one twenty, and what forty five. So I use uh set well I'll pull start off obviously with the fucking 220. We're on the 160. Depending on what I'm catching in the 160, I might throw another 120 in. You know what I mean? But you usually I'm pulling off most of the excess bullshit. I'm then I'm keeping the 90, 73, 45 are my are my main catch bags, you know. That 160, yeah. the bigger head stuff, that, that stuff there is for edibles, you know, whatnot. Yeah. Right. Nice. Edibles, mainly. If you keep buying scents, though, this is the bitch of it, because I literally have a tub right here of, like, fucking <laughs> bags and bags of fucking 220s, fucking 160s, fucking you name it, extra. I just want a single source bag. <laughs> my wife, we're chucking everything out of the way, but my wife bought me a big bin this big full of them. She was like, what do you want me to do with these? Put them in a box? I'm like, nah. <laughs> bin. Hmm. You got to double those up, Eagle, and then it cuts it in half, right? Like two 160s is like, like an 80, no? 
You're way smarter than that. It's the T20. Nice try, Smiley. Nice try. You're way smarter than that, Smiley. Come on. You know what sucks is if I go by what they're trying to sell me, I have it. You know what I mean? I've got plenty of 73s. I got 25s. I got every bag they want to sell me in the set. The only ones I'm looking for are that 45 and 90. And unless I buy an eight bag set, <laughs> you hear what I just said? An extra six bags. <laughs> I can't get to 90 and 45. <laughs> I'm telling you, brother, go to Bolt Bags. They have 20 gallon sets you want. Is that expensive though, Major? Is that one of the like, top notch? It's not, not for what you get no. out of it. It pays for itself. I don't want twenty. To get two forty-five, it'll cost you twice as much. To, you just get the, the two full sets. I'll probably cost you more to get it separated. I found forty-five bags. They were like uh, thirteen dollars a piece. I didn't think that was all bad. But to answer your question, Major, I don't want twenty uh, gallon. Uh, bags because I've got a five gallon stack that I run uh, the buckets. Oh the yeah, buckets. a system. Mm. Stacks. You got a bunch of stacks, and you can just drain all your water into. Well, quickly. yeah, right here. Right on. And basically, I got a twenty gallon machine. My buckets. Set that up on a nice fucking, you know, 20, 30 gallon bucket tote. Multiple washes in the machine. And then, then when the system starts backing up, that's when you start fucking pulling bags. You know what I mean? You can usually get two, three washes in that 20-gallon machine before you really have to stress, you know, pulling bags sometimes. So. I guess our boy Cheddar Bob's going to be a professional extractor, right? Hey. Oh, yeah? You know. What's he up to? Yeah. I think he got a job in, uh, with his buddy Blue. I'm not too sure it's Blue or not, but he's making concentrates now making hash and then squishing it into rosin wicked just as a, uh, as a daily thing rather than aside from his own he's, he's a professional you <laughs> can <getting> paid <sighs> we're going to sizzler dog yeah we're going to sizzler They always post numbers, man, from what I've always heard from him. I don't know if that was just that cherry pie that he ran, but. The Bruce Banner. That was just flower rosin, though, right? Big numbers on his flower rosin. Yeah, 33% on a flower. That's that's dream. Right. He says he cranks it up, but that wouldn't be, like, the temperature-wise, I guess. He goes for yield besides uh, quality, huh? if that changes that much. Okay, good. I do think it does make a big difference, but that's still a big lot of resin coming out, isn't it? A third. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. my my best friend lives in Ukiah and has, well, I think he has eight freeze dryers. It's an operation. And they, they're shut down right now. Even though there's a ton of material, the values, there's no value. It's not worth running. Huh. Wow. The freezers yeah, are all wow. full. People, people they, they, know what they know what the cost of the freezer load is, and they can't yeah. sell it for that much. Shit. No, they're keeping Jesus it in the freezer. God, I wish I had major money. Fuck it up on the bolt bag site, man, for a five-gallon 
five gallon, three bag kit, two six, two eighty five. Full mesh, five gallon, four bag, three sixty. Single, single bags. Hundred bucks. fucking bucks. Hundred bucks. That's all. Hundred bucks. Right there. Yeah. That's a full bag fucking screen. Fuck, I could like, yeah, hundred bucks for one bag. I could have bought three fucking full bag systems. A you twenty gallon bag. Ash, you go, you can't well, get those, those are five gallon bags. Those are quality bags. That's right. Smiley probably. has it. That's not major approved though. <laughs> nah. Is that, is that just for auto auto resin? <laughs> the top <Yeah>. auto resin. <laughs> the dark side. <clears throat> the dark side. I don't know. I used to fuck with five gallons, but it was just too small, man. And I had to upgrade the barrels. And even 20 gallons is too small. I'm thinking like, gotta get one of those industrial units. Something stainless steel, kind of cheap um, hospital tubs. That's what I'm starting to think now. We're going to get a bunch of hospital, you reuse hospital tubs. <laughs> says, says the guy that only He's, throws out. <laughs> it's fine if you overload your buckets. Only smoke outdoor. Only smoke outdoor. I grow indoor. Yeah. <clears throat> it's fine if you overload your buckets that you don't get a good return as opposed to just doing like a less than half bucket full wash. Do you guys find that? No, you no. get just as good return when you fill a fucker don't, up. Don't even around. care. It's a waste product from a waste product. Don't even care. You run it for two minutes, trash it out, throw that shit in Honestly, there two minutes, scoop it, throw it out. Next two minutes, yeah. done. I clean my bags between every run. Yeah, every fucking run. Yeah, quick yeah, yeah. Between every yeah. pull or every run. Every, every pool, pull, every bag, rinse. every every rinse. I rinse yeah, it with water, I hang dry. It. Yeah, because it'll get yeah, clogged man. instantly, man. Yeah. I can't believe you guys don't do that. You will yeah, fucking longer it takes, well, give the more it. work you put into it. Come on, man. Ashes, that's what. Are you guys... need what? Oh, Where fucking for it's real? Fucking... Eagles, like, <laughs> I'll wash that thing three times and pour it through the shit. Yeah, oh, I wash my I wash my shit a few times, but this is my my system. All right, all right, all right. All right, as I pull that bag, I will put the bag out of the stack, right? Here we go. Where's the fucking kit? Oh. I'm even hand mixing with a fucking Pull the bag spoon, out dude. of the stack. Oh, nice. I like hand mixing. Right there. Through the bag, out of the stack. <clears throat> and then I've got a bucket, this bucket right here. This is my catch bucket. I've cut the top off this, you know what I mean? The ring, which is perfect for when I put this bag in here, Okay. Now, as I pull this up slowly like this, I can take my sprayer or in my case, a hose because I use filtered water. I can spray down the edges of the bag. I can spray the hash down, pull up, spray down, pull up, spray down. And as I do that, I'm somewhat cleaning the bag until I get it. That's good to caught on some course, live dinner. Yeah, there's only one little spot that you're going to have to clean without. But you can get this nice and tight. Oh, it's because it's dry. You can pull this up to the top where you've got a nice little, and you can give this a nice little blast, blast most of your shit through, and then you can just scoop your hash out of that. And now what I've got out of here, you know what I mean? From either A, go back in the buckets, boom, or back 
whatever, because there's still somewhat catchable hash in there. When I get down to the bottom of my bag, I consider, you know, the sides of the bag washed. So I'll take the bottom of the bag like that, and then I wash that in the bucket for it to be in the next reflect. You know, what I've missed on this bag, I'll rinse in the top of the next bucket and catch it in the next layer. Then I'll give this a quick rinse and set it aside. I gotta say, fuck your machine and and fuck your hand paddle. We're gonna get all the neighbor ladies fucking barefoot mix it. They barefoot mix it like old school wine. Get those foot tops. Yeah. It's gonna be the new category for fucking craft right there. Is Is it foot? Is it barefoot turn? Get, get children to yeah. run in a circle around a around a only children <laughs> running in a circle at a nice steady speed faster slower minimum wage you see nice <laughs> no wage <laughs> no wage you get fed <laughs> if the hash is good hey I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, my daughter's got a new friend she's been hanging around with for a little while. She comes, <clears throat> I, she told my wife that she didn't tell me this, but um, I won't say the girl's name, but this girl, she came over and, uh, oh, apparently such and such is mom grows weed plants, but she just, just because she likes the look of them. What the fuck are you telling people? Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> made me laugh. It's really anyway, I'm gonna make... they are pretty, man. I was I don't know. Yeah. That's the only reason though, yeah. Like, <laughs> like fireworks and you light them with a little match. I suppose I wouldn't just like let them die on the vine like you would like some other flowers or you know, like a rose or something where you cut it and put it in a vase, sit it on the table. Big old cola just sitting in the centerpiece on the table. <laughs> that that could be a thing, Smiley. That could be a thing. If, if, if it was offered, there'd be some people buying that shit. That'd be dope. With, my house with buddy, so if Buddy's going to the door, his boy there's got a freezer full of stash he can't run because it's not got any value, then we'll just put them on the table because that's still like $7 to buy some, some flowers, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's worth at least seven bucks. For Valentine's Day, you can just give the missus like eight big donkey dick buds, you know, wrapped in some bullshit. Happy Valentine's Day. Brother and Roses. That'll be the new thing. Leave, leave this donkey dick long. anyway. Leave the stems <laughs> long so you can wind them all into a wreath, hang it on the front door. Actually, I already yeah. know there is companies that do this for weddings, for people's bouquets. You can yeah. get wedding bouquets with big ganja flowers in. I think when maybe just hemp or maybe not, but yeah, it's totally a thing. Yeah, I think actually well. there's even been scenarios where everyone smokes it throughout the day, the bride's bouquet and stuff. So On Valentine's Day, they sell out. You know about this, do you? I've just seen it here and there. I think I'm sure there's a company that does it. It'd be, it'd be in Canada or something like that, probably. Oh, yeah, maybe it was Canada. But yeah, I just read an article that they, you know, they offer us a limited amount of fresh 
branches that they make uh yeah and people get it for valentine's day you know well like wedding cake you're supposed to put wedding cake the bride's supposed to put it under a pillow or something like once a year or you could do the okay we're gonna get a bud out from the from the bouquet and smoke it today the year-long anniversary cure yeah might be better to hash it down yeah (laughs) well i saw uh uh, or promotion what's his name uh london on the future cannabis project in a week or so is getting married on live on it's like a show on the future cannabis project his wedding cannabis wedding he it's it's called and was that in england in vancouver yeah london and i forgot his fiance's name but there's like a graphic promotion for the show coming up in a couple weeks so we'll have like our first like online cannabis wedding or something like that yeah awesome Cool. I was gonna say Jack Greenstock's the only one I know of that really had like a I don't know if you'd call it a cannabis wedding, but his anniversary is four twenty, so <laughs> that'd be the only uh, thing I would know of that you would call a cannabis wedding. Damn, that's how you did their names. Anniversary. What's their faces? Um, remember? Why can't I think of their name right now? Um, the husband and wife. They came on. Remember, uh, he's in Hagrid's. No, Kinios. No, Kinios. Yes, they had the canvas, not the basically canvas wedding, but they went on the cannabis honeymoon, where they went across country and stopped and seen sub and fucking uh, a lot of their cannabis, you know, dreams. You know what I mean? They made a big to do of it. But, yeah. I think that would be cool. Right, that was badass. They didn't. Not a full all cannabis wedding. I don't. Fucking put edibles in the cake. Oh, I saw some clip where like the 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 caterers were leaving the wedding, and the cops like, "Stay right there, you can't leave." And somehow, some the the whole party, like everybody at the wedding, was stoned. And they would try and figure out who uh, I couldn't find the article though. I'm gonna have to go find it, but yeah, would that be medicated cake? It'd be the most chill reception, wouldn't it? Yeah, (laughs) everybody's like trying to freak it, can't even stand up. It's like spiking the fruit bowl or the fruit punch bowl or whatever. Punch bowl. I don't know, man. I'm fading, man. You gotta tell people. Yeah, you definitely gotta let pe- give people some fair warning. Unless yeah. it's your buddy and you put acid in that beer. <clears throat> Electric Kool Aid. You know that was always a thing backstage at Dead shows in the '60s and '70s when the Merry Pranksters. But everybody knew not to. You know, if you didn't want to fucking drink the Kool Aid, don't. <laughs> don't. All right, I'm out of here, boys. Peace out. It's good seeing you, man. Yeah, I'm getting fading fast. Major.
Green 13, Cushmaster, Smiley, Buddy Kilowatt, Mr. Green Fingers, Captain 420. Always good seeing you guys and Eagle. You know, it's always fucking awesome fucking talking shit with Eagle. Cheers, brother. Have a good day. I'll be in Peace out, man. Have a good one. Happy Fourth. And uh, what's happening, yeah. Green Finger? What? What's happening? You've been mighty quiet. Oh, fucking picking out seed. You look jaundiced, bro. You look freshly shaved. <laughs> yeah. And the dog is not on fireworks. Green fingers, maybe green, all green. Just turning green. Incredible Hulk style. Mm. Yeah. On the What, even out in, in, in your area that's not that populated, a lot of fireworks tonight? Oh, my neighbors, well, the people next door, they fucking just got home and then they started blowing shit up. It was fucking like 10 cars showed up and then just for like 20 minutes explosions. Fucking annoying. Your dogs freaked out. Hell yeah. They freaked out yeah. like fucking somebody was trying to fucking, yeah. I don't even know. Like, what the hell? They didn't do People it last shooting. Year. People don't shoot guns off and shit down there? They must be oh, shooting be guns first. off, right? Independence Day? The first hour. America, baby. When, yeah. it, when it turned 12, it was boom, 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 boom. The major's not even from America, and he gets oh, it. That's why. Mm. <laughs> you uh, we like used to shoot know. our guns off at uh, New Year's. Until uh, cops showed up one day. <laughs> so we stopped doing that. <laughs> Our area is a little populated now. My area. Even though I have no neighbors within 100 meters. Further down the road near the lake. Or Georgia Bay. There's lots of fucking people. Everywhere in Georgia Bay. Every 100 meters is a goddamn cottage. What's up, Johnny? Hey, I, I just wanted to uh, step in and say... Uh, Come on. You guys were talking about cannabis weddings, right? I can uh, I can say about four and a half no about five, four and a half five years ago, I went to um, Pennsylvania. My cousin invited me out to her daughter's wedding, and when we got out there, her daughters said that they were having it out on a farm, and it was out away from everybody, and everybody was going to stay overnight at this place that was coming to the wedding. And it was a full-on cannabis wedding and alcohol, too. They had a huge fire pit. It was amazing. There was joints being passed around. They hired a couple of people just to light and pass joints. You know what I mean? That's a nice job. Yeah, it was absolutely the best wedding I'd ever gone to. Um, The most laid-back. Everybody in, was so cool. There was no issues. It was just, um, it was great. I'd never in, seen any kind of a vibe like that before. It was fantastic. You said it was Pennsylvania? Yep. Ah. Everybody gets to be who they are. And then they can be nice on a nice vibe. Whatever it is, they're, they're not pretending, hiding behind something. And it just means... Easy, exactly. Even 
even there were grandparents and everything that were there that didn't smoke and they would just they were there for the wedding and uh and then after the after the wedding that's when the joints started getting kicked <laughs> so yeah it's wedding, probably okay to wait till after church right right <laughs> the wedding was uh normal and everything that's like that and afterwards the, the party i mean the party started I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it was the best, best wedding I'd ever been to. Everybody's lighting up during the ceremony. <laughs> Bride yeah. walks through a fucking cloud of smoke. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like WWE. Just yeah, she comes emerging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. Man. It, I, you know, I... I don't really enjoy weddings because they're just a little stuffy. But that one there, man, I'll tell you what, that I could go to a bunch of weddings like that because that was just so cool. Yeah. And uh, and I, I put her high up on the list for, hey, man, the next time you have another, you know, a re-wedding or whatever, let me know so I can come back. <laughs> oh, let me know when you break up. Thank no, you for no, a lovely day. <laughs> Let me no. know when you break up and get remarried because this was weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Next one's going to be way better. <laughs> no, I'm, playing, I'm, playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm yeah. playing. Yeah, when they reconstitute that shit, I want to be there too, you know? Good shit, man. I'm going to jump out, guys. It's my time, but it's always fun. Yo, 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 Smiley, before you go. When was the last yeah. time you pH your uh, RO water? Uh, RO water comes out at a certain pH. When, what's that pH? Seven. Yeah. Well, you know Wait, that's like, a, no. How is it going to be anything but seven, dude? I can explain it to you. Okay. Or you can just go check it. I bet you it's not. I bet you. I bet you like a a hundred pack of seeds, brother. Oh, it's, it's not going to be throwdown. That when it comes, flower. when it when it right comes out, it might be a seven. But after an hour, it's not seven. Well, what are you talking yeah, about? Smiley doesn't throw water. Well, it, it, that's an unnatural form of water, right? Now you added a time element purity like that. The question. Well, it takes time. This is a chemical process. Or a natural well, process. Yeah, but you were like, guess what, yeah, money? Guess what? You did after an hour. You were like, what's your water come out at? So seven, but after a while, the oxidation well, in the air. When you or use it, right? When it heats up. <laughs> when you use your water, go check your pH, right? Not right when it comes out. So when you use your water, you can check it. And it's going to be it's five. It's gone through it's dirt. Be, it's going to be five <laughs> or 5.5. It's going to be in that range. I assure you. Go, even, go check your even bucket. better. Yeah, go check your RO water out, man. See if I'm wrong. I shouldn't be wrong though. I I mean I guess you're wrong. You know, temperature probably would have a role in some of that too, because like your amount of dissolved oxygen that the water can hold. There's you know, it's all percent of hydrogen the pH is, so it's kind of I don't know. It's I don't like, think the hydrogen changes at all. I think it's still H2O, H2O, no, H2CO3. It turns, there's a carbonic acid that, it ha that happens to, when the 
get pure water that's the unnatural form of it and it want, it's like charged up and wants to grab something grab CO2 out of the air and make carbonic acid and drop down your pH to about 5.5 and the pure your filter is it'd be closer to 5 so you know your RO filter is still good when it's in that range but go check it out and let me know man it's been a while since <laughs> so you're saying it would <laughs> even change with a, an older or a newer filter you're saying well, it, the the more he doesn't know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's been forever since I what? tested the system. Like it's probably ten years since I checked my pH. But I want to say it was five point five. You just wanted to stop out. Smiley going to bed, didn't you? <laughs> he was like, "I'm leaving." You're like, "No, no, no." We can be intelligent. <laughs> no, hey, I mean, let's talk about this for a second. Good, I send your Cheerios. <laughs> but go check it out, Smiley man. I want to say it's going to be around that five point five range, brother. And it's because it absorbs the CO2 out of the air. It makes carbonic acid and it drops it. But and to make alkaline, you're to add more minerals. Well, right. to drop it a point and a half is a lot. So in what amount of time would that happen? And how much well, air would it be exposed well, an to? Hour. To that? An hour. An hour. An hour and a half. It'll be a, done this process. Or you said five, that's two points. Like, that's like a mass amount of difference. They're exponential, obviously, as we all know. So, point one point is twice point two is twice point three, and so it's like on. Yeah, it's, 20 it's times, right? 20 times yeah. more acidic. Yeah, it's 20 times more acidic in an hour. No, I get it. There's reactions that happen, but like, it's still to. To be on that scale is, is changing the percent of hydrogen in there. So it's like, however you want to think of that, it's, it's got to be changing that percentage to be changing the pH. So whether it's, you know, adding an oxygen or, or hydrogens, freeing up hydrogen. Something of the hydroxyl group for sure is happening. Guarantee of the carbonic acid, but it's not, I don't think it's that. We'll, I'll, we'll both do some research and talk about tomorrow after you sleep over it, Smiley. He'll come to you and dream. He'll be like, he won't oh, sleep. No, yeah. He won't sleep. No, no, no. Tossing and turning. I'll figure out what I'm going to do. Thanks, brother. Right, you have a good night, man. Yeah. So, your Canadian water needs to be RO'd for you to use it? No, just our old systems that we have. We're, we're, some of our old shit still, still hydroponic, and we just like that old fakery of well, we know exactly what they're getting: bag A and bag B, perfect. <laughs> and a lot of time, I still suggest that we go with just the natural uh, water, get some you know iron and all those other elements that are in the water. So it's just a little bonus. I don't think it's a bad thing. Well, nah, you're not really trying to that clear shit. that stuff out, are you? You're trying to get to something that you trust. It's not about really removing all those those trace minerals. It's cool if they're there, but they aren't. So. Yeah, we're worried about the accumulation of those minerals, right? And just and yeah. fucking our shit. So we don't want that to happen. So it's better to let bag A and B fuck your shit, not the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, the RO systems are cool, man. I like it, but 
we also use a lot. There's no waste in the water. You know what I'm saying? That other, the, the all purified water, it's still used. Well, it was like, it was like over 10, 10 or 15 years ago, I had one of my fire rooms that had RO. The other one, just because the RO system only made so much water, could only handle the 150 gallons in the one room. The other room was just on tap water. And yeah, maybe a couple years before I finally was like, yeah, tap where I'm at, my tap water is what it is. It's fine. And it was, I don't know if it would be better, but I didn't like to have to deal. I didn't have to deal with the tap water where like to run three, four to five days, like 50 gallon reservoirs is my hydro system. All of them are the same. Uh, that's three to five days of water. And the RO water would go the drift. It would be all over the place. It needed attention where the tap water works perfect and less attention. It stays stable for those five days. Cleveland's tap water was 7.0. I don't know. Once they came out with that little trimeter and little things that can adjust your pH and all that shit. It was just, don't even look at meters now. It's just all automatically done. Near enough, all UK water is like six and a half and clean. It's like um, you can, all the reports will come in the same because they move, they move it to a, to a set national standard. We don't have, uh, it's all what you'd call city water. We don't have... Um, aquifers and stuff it's all just uh, i don't mean that i mean um yeah anyway well just wells. Cent central wells thank you it's all centralized so yeah it's it's just just take the chloramine out and use it well, i guess that just evaporates with time right you can leave it for 24 hours right or even after seven hours most of it's gone But in a way, it's yeah, it's even better than rainwater because it's consistent on a daily basis. It just never changes, and that's like that's a bonus. Even if you wore a shit, if it's the same shit every day, then the plants will get used to it. I was gonna say, like, I wonder what how toxic that shit is to the plant, or is it toxic to the microbes? Is that what I mean, worried about? Yeah, yeah. For well, me, I I don't want to make compost tea with it because it it would just it would be a fight. The microbes will win because there's no like there's no clean situation for microbes, but the it it the fight has to happen. A, a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago on Dude Grow Show, Scotty and the other guy, and they they had a question or conversation came up about this, and Scotty for one thing because of his product recharge has done lots of testing to, to, to get his product to market. And one of the things he said that was that even with the chloramine or, or the tap water, no discernible difference in the microbial life, like when recharge was in those solutions. But then what he also said was that, Chlorine and especially chloramine is 
effective under pressure <laughs> in the pipes. But once it's not under pressure in the pipes, it it doesn't have the same uh, uh, strength or effect. Yeah, yeah. Or it doesn't really evaporate. That's part of what it does. But it doesn't have the same effectiveness or like in the pipes is where under pressure it's cleaning keeping the pipes clean but once it's on out i'm terrible explaining what i hear but you totally explained it's cool yeah it's on the dude grow show i thought it was interesting you know especially about that he's actually literally tested that and says my whole product still works fine well for me that's actually quite powerful because it's a pain in the ass cleaning the chloramine out and there's a cost associated yeah, well, it's on. It's a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't know if it's the title of which one, but it was pretty good information. I thought from somebody that, I mean, of course, the guy selling the microbes is going to say that, but you know, because yeah, people, all, there is another argument that are going to say, oh, yeah, well, what do you think that chloramine and chlorine is in there for to kill the microbials, like? All right. There's, so there's still biofilm in the in the pipes that they have, even when it's under pressure. So, what G13 was saying, Mother Nature will find a way, no matter what. Even your clean cup of glass has 10 million microbes in it. It's not clean, right? You just can't see them. The fakery of cleanliness isn't there. Even when you wipe your skin, it's not clean. Microbes are going to populate within seconds. So, I come in with my dry hands after making compost tea and I wipe them all over my daughter and she's like, Ugh! and it's like, yeah, but they were already there anyway. They're already from your food and from your hands. And, you know, it's like, you can't, there's no, there's no clean really. Even yes, in hermetically maybe, sealed situations. I was going to say, maybe not NASA has some weird shit they fucking do that ultra, they try to keep the microbes out, but somehow I bet you even the filters they use might have microbes. I'm sure they treat them with some kind of light shit. So they they probably do have some bacteria-free zones that cost a shitload to fucking maintain, probably. Well, I think on the International Space Station, they have actually living soil on there, and means and that means they have microbes. Because the company that I know of, Bio365, their soils on the International Space Station and their whole thing is it's they got some patented biochar that hosts more bacteria than the average biochar or something like that. So I thought biochar got rid of your microbial activity, your activity gets shut down by that. What's it on like the, the Tad Hasi fucking podcast and shooting down fucking biochar? Or someone was. I, I pay a little attention to that, anyways. I think it's a beneficial thing. All those little cavities in there it has to be good. Some kind of micro gets in there. All the way across the board, most of these things are beneficial, especially if used minimally. The problems arise when you start using them maximum. Yeah, whether like it's health <laughs> or or nutrients or so any of the any of it, which. Yeah, I think a lot of things have amazing results if you use it minimally. Yeah. I guess everything's trying to get to that homeostasis, right? Everything's balanced and perfect. 
So green fingers, you're saying you're looking for seeds. What kind of seeds did you find? What you popping, brother? What seeds did I find? I don't know. I didn't find any seeds. I was pulling seeds out of a nub so I could smoke a nub. I think they're out of the black. What the hell did I say black? Ghost train heads. Holy shit. I'm high. So at this point, when's mom coming? Any day? I have no idea. Hopefully tomorrow, because my sister should come back from out of town where she went to go see the fireworks. Where'd she go? Uh, she goes to the beach all the time with her kids and her husband. So she's probably to go to one of those resorts to kick back and watch shit from, from Disney or something. Yeah. You know? Is there any big event later on in the year in America where not all, but a lot of you guys will sort of meet up somewhere in the middle anywhere? Is there something? No, nothing going on. Is there anything in California you might get all together at? No, all the Californians? No. Cannabis events what? are still like not quite going again after COVID or various reasons. Oh, right. Like, None have well, happened. The Emerald Cup happened. Yeah. yeah. And, but like, and and, they just had some conferences and shit, huh? Like region conference and bullshit, but. It's turning out the smaller events or like pop-up events is more where it's at just due to legalities and what it takes to put on a bigger event. Mm. In Michigan, you probably have over the course of the summer, I bet you there's going to be two to three events a month at least. Almost one every weekend. Because they allowed to have events. I'd be on a tour, man. I would be on a tour. That's a great way to spend the summer, you know, like cherry pick mm-hmm. a handful. I don't know why. I mean, Captain 420 is going to be, but you'll probably be at the ball, won't you? No, I'm not in Thailand. <laughs> it doesn't well, snow I, here. <laughs> I imagine no. somebody's going to put together some kind of festival or something in Thailand, maybe not. Right away, but event, you know, be an no. annual thing. No, literally, literally on the eleventh and twelfth of last month, they had their first like legalized cannabis event. They were selling clones. They had flowers and jars on people's tables. It was like going to a festival and an event in Michigan. What? And everybody was set up with their different stuff in there. The Cannabis companies were there touting their, you know, creams, whatever they were doing, tea bags with CBD in them. So it was a big event. And I can see something like this basically happening as far as a business. Uh, I can see it happening once, twice a month in Thailand to going with full on events, but. You know, that's going to be hammered out in three and four months when they really write the laws here in Thailand. Right now, it's, you know, it's a vague thing. In America, three or four months and done. They'll be like, yep, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Wins in yeah, as the snow comes. <laughs> well, you got medical, right? So that's the start. And some people would yeah. prefer that it stays that way. Or, yeah. 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 I would have. Yeah. Would have kept the prices up. <laughs> yeah. True story. Mm, yeah. A medical plans. cup. Now that ounces are 160, plans. they're only 80, 100 maybe. You know, that's what people oh, are starting sure. to anticipate. There's a lot of hate going towards, a, you know, my own can it be great yeah a lot of people are fucking shit up but i still think there's a world of concentrates that that might be uh even though apparently there's no money in rosin um maybe at 50 dollars a gram there's no money and if you transfer that into like oh well that pound was worth 3500 if you sold it sure maybe that value isn't there but when you don't have any value towards the plant like it's so you know, it's worth eighty bucks. That plant's uh, that plant's twenty five dollars right there. You know, that, that's a general round number that a lot of people like to use, right? It, when you get into quantities of plants, it's like, oh, it'd be nice to get twenty five dollars a plant if you plant, you know, hundred thousand plants. Damn, that's a lot of money. Right? Is oh. that the number where people are like? That's how people are because it's going to be like corn in the end. You know, well, it's not even going to be about the plant. It's just going to be about the square foot. Yeah, me to that point. It's a commodity now, right? So there's no point of trying to get to that scale. <laughs> well, you see, if, if the home guy has got a freezer full of stuff he can't run because there's no value in it for him, he can't make a return on his own time, let alone his product, then it has to turn into a, you know, a raw material, essentially, a crude. Which is random. I think I'd like to get back in the just pure concentrates, kind of like what Buddy was talking about. You know, just go to rosin, right? Try to perfect that. I don't think I ever perfected that. Uh, don't get me wrong; this it can't be that much. It's just a mechanical process with a temperature you select and, and time you select and pressure. Sure, there's a, there's a bit of variance there that you can customize your technique to, but there's not much that you can perfect, right? It's, really the cultivar that's shining not no, you your process i believe anyways i may be mistaken right so that's why i'd like to find out well they so do call them artists <laughs> don't they they do call them artists which means that it's open to interpretation quite a lot exactly it's uh, well obviously the less heat the better right so you can start with off of that variable try to find that not for yield like the 185 range and i go go hit 185 and get that good squish well maybe the good squish is at 100 degrees and just a, a horrible return but the quality of the product is might be superior that's what i'd like to find out not just like like your usual dude you know like no, no need to separate sure. don't need to separate the oh. microns now you know it's just put it all together squish it it's, there's no separation where Back in the day, there's always separation. What I remember, there's always like, "Oh, where's that ninety bag?" Yeah, that's that's mine. <laughs> the seventy, yeah, that's cool. I'll take that one too. But the hundred, yeah, let's give the hundred away. The one twenty, which technically should be better, bigger bulbous trichomes. So I might have been fucking myself over. 
because it wasn't years later that we started looking at actual measuring of the trichomes. We got into the hashish, and that always knowing the size. It's strain to... dependent, really. Unless you're doing just a blended mix, it depends on what the strain is, the size of the trichome head. You're better off doing a test run in one gallon bags to see where everything's kind of coming out and and then kind of doing the bigger run with your bags after that. Yeah, you can analyze hashish. Yeah. Even the ounce in the ice cold water in the mason jar is a great technique too. Yeah, that's pretty to look at too. Gets the juices flowing. Yeah, you get you like, oh, look at all those little crystals in that one. Shit. Oh, no, I don't have a clone of that. <laughs> Is anyone dry sift here? Is anyone dry sift here? Tumble? Yeah, we used to tumble a lot. Yeah, or just over, over screens, you know, over the big. No, that big okay. ass machine from Mila, the 10th floor. It's something, it's something I'd really love to do, Kush. I'd love to be. I, yeah. I'm not sure why we don't see more of it. And every time I ask, people are like, uh, the flavor's better, but the hit's not as good. And it's like, it's, it's comparing it to water hash, but it's so easy to do, right? I don't it's, mean easy, but it's no, low. It's got time, yeah. It's really easy. And, and like you said, it, the essence of the plant's right there, for sure. And uh, I, I don't know how why it doesn't burn so good. I guess the burnability of it, maybe, is what people don't like. I think you know how you got to mix it up a bit if you make it bowl too thick. You usually blow it right. out. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know. Keith is all right. You usually sprinkle it on right. our joints and stuff. I, I, find I, that that. With, uh, dr- I find with dry sift, as soon as you put the lighter over it, it just fucking... <laughs> fizzles out where the fucking bubble hash you know especially if it's been like a week ago made even if you got it in fucking dehumidifier it'll still take a good second or two sometimes to fucking catch light you know unless you fully dried it out for two three weeks when i say not not room temperature dry out in fucking you know sitting right in front of a dehumidifier sucking the fuck out of it usually gotta blow out the flame for sure hmm I actually have my Keef box here, and it's uh, one of the last examples of it around. But it's a nice, I think that one's a 10-inch Keef box. Mm -hmm. I brought a new screen for it because the other one just looks like a sheet of hash. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But I do all my rolling over that tray. I I break everything up and I take the pack of papers and I lightly move it back and forth and then roll it up. And, you know, by the end of the week, you've got a nice coating on a glass sheet underneath. Yeah. Save that up. And in the winter time, you sit a, <laughs> a couple C clamps and a couple metal pieces together and set it in front of your heater. And every time your heater comes on, it heats up that yeah. hash. <laughs> and after hey, a Captain, couple does, months, you got a nice block of hash. Does the captain's cut of Death Star, does that help you with the elements for pain and everything after your 30, uh, what was it, 34 foot fall, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Does that help you with oh, the yeah, elements? Yeah. Right. 
It's actually my new go-to one because my Afghani mango that I've been basically smoking for 17 years uh, now gives me anxiety and panic attacks when I have to like go to the airport. I have to go to immigrations. Uh, so it's actually my new go-to smoke. I actually was thinking about lighting up the rest of that half of one that I have. That's the second one that I've smoked here in Thailand because I did bring some flour with me of that or it showed up <laughs> here. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, you said, Captain, th those guys can smell the quality of your cannabis. So, so that's a bit of an issue. Is that why you're saying it's your only second one? Uh, no. It's because I only have maybe about 10, 11 grams of Death Star left where, you know, the double diesel, I probably have an ounce or so. And it's still in bud form, so I have to use a grinder to grind it up. I'm, I'm sure you got your little cut in there too, right? Have to fly over there so you can see how she does outside or what's your, what's your concept there? I guess it's always indoors, right? But we shouldn't talk about uh, that yet. I'm sure you have plans for it anyways. The, the plans are for a nursery. Right on. That's why, that's why I brought 100 packs of seeds and I have another 100 pack coming <laughs> that I left at home. That was like, okay, it's now like this. It's a free-for-all. Let's go. Now you use yeah. 100 varieties or a, a dozen varieties? Yeah, 100, 100. varieties. Oh, wow. Cool. And Damn. about 80% 80 per, 80 of those, 80 packs of those are earth, fuel, chemical, gas. Because I'm in the land of fruits. Might as well take mm -hmm. some pollen, go find some plants out in the wild in different parts of Thailand and start painting. And just pay the guy for that plant. You know, hey, how much you want for this plant? I'll give you some of the seeds that came out of it, and I'll buy the plant. Do that one time and send them off to you guys and let you guys work them because you've got most of what I have here now. And are you seeing love for the plant? Is it the same there as it is everywhere else in the world? I'm sure the answer is yes, but there's a group of people who are just seriously into it, yeah? Well, actually, uh, ever since it be about six months ago, like I was saying in other places, uh, a lot more people are talking about it. And six months ago, there was this explosion of people starting to come out and talk about it here in Thailand. And when I got back here, you know, everybody is talking about it, at least in my circles. All the Thai people are. Right, and you have not been gone that long, dude. For a months. It's a culture shock again, coming back here and like being able to sit at the front of the bar and smoke the joint instead of out back. <laughs> you, you think uh, like, those old old school growers are still going to come out though? You're, you're probably timid, just like us Canadians were, right? We were, we're still timid, right? It's like. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, they're going to stay quiet for a while.
because, you know, until it's put in the police gazette, it's still, you know, a big gray area. They haven't really written a law yet. Once the law is written, then the older people will, you know, come out. But there are a lot, there are a lot more people here in the north that it's like, there's a whole village that's not too far from me. And 12 families grow 12 different types of cannabis. So I can't wait to go see that village. Yeah. Would that sort of be like California and like up here in BC that notoriously known for that? Or this is like through the grapevine type of shit? Uh. I guess if you were Thai, maybe you would hear about it. But being a Westerner, I just never heard about it. I heard about one village that was growing hemp and the government allowed them to grow hemp because they actually made clothing and textiles from it. And they had for centuries. So it was like, you're not going to change us. So they just allowed it. You know, when I was here before, people were saying, well, how was the canvas? What were the fields like? And it's like, no, it's like back in Ohio, we don't talk about it. You don't see it. You don't get shown it. That's it. And especially being a Westerner. But everything's changed now. But like I was saying, there's there's a problem either. It's the really intensity of the sun and the heat or it's the way that they're drying and curing it. A lot of it tastes the same. It doesn't have a taste where it should. Well, Don't how, you how, perceive that you have some value there? You as a human have some value there in, uh, you know, there's plenty of air conditioners there, so there's no reason you can't make a room that, you know. <laughs> I was gonna well, say, how, 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 how popular would it be to people to have those? commodities as a fridge and like that you know we're talking about poor ass farmers that probably lucky they have hydro well actually there's uh some of the uh farmers out here you know their cement house that they have they keep like food and stuff in it and they sleep outside on bamboo mats on a big bamboo platform uh, and you have like seven, eight, nine, twelve people out there sleeping. Yeah, that was the vision I've had. Captain, but in the future, if you if if you could get one of those, uh, you know, American style, hundred and twenty foot or hundred and sixty foot greenhouses, and fit it out with, you know, Quest dehumid. Well, not Quest, but you know, fucking air conditioning and dehumidifiers. Would that be? That would work, right? You could make that work in Thailand, couldn't you? If you're fucking harvesting, you know, 300, 200 pounds per harvest, big greenhouses. You, I don't think you would have to have really that many dehumidifiers. I think it would dry out pretty quick. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's right. humid here, but you have, as long as you have an airflow. Yeah, to save the terpenes is why, what I'm thinking for, yeah. Uh, because you said you lose terpenes. What I'm suggesting is the uh, use of two shade cloths instead of just one, because oh, I really right. think it's the UV that's burning it off. 
I think it's the intensity of the sun that's burning off the terpenes right. before they even get there. Because you have to realize that when these plants are finishing, it's the end of May. And it, here in the north, it hasn't rained since October. And all of a sudden, we're back up to 90, 95 degree days. So it's hot when these are finishing out here in Thailand. I get you. Captain, but is there a license where you could just have like clones and teens and then have all the great varieties around the world that you could sell to Thai people like a nursery? Just being the clone and team we're uh, checking we're checking into that we're, we're seeing if it's going to work or not because of the thc thing if they allow the thc and they allow the smoking the flower and just keep the concentrates of more than the 0.2 percent thc oh. illegal then yeah uh, right now, what they're asking for are uh, COAs, things to be uh, ran through the government and have them approve it. It's just another way to make money. Uh, but I see a free trade market here. Well, like you say, every Thai can grow 10 plants. And if you were able to uh, supply them with them plants with already... Plants going and ones that would work for their needs in their uh, area and then it seems like a business made in the handbasket exactly but right now uh, the way it's looking is we can only do it with Thai strains import strains no but uh, nothing's been put pen to paper so nothing is really known yet it's all a big if well, I'm but, sure you know, been... if it if it if it comes out and they're allowed to grow any type of plant, then guaranteed you'll be able to buy a hundred clones from me like a week later. <laughs> guaranteed, there's been international interest in that couple, in that country's productivity of cannabis. So I'm sure they'll allow America strains, and you'll see fucking cookies there within. Well, Burner's twelve there. months. Cookies in Bangkok. <laughs> no yeah. way. He's already in Bangkok. No. Oh. He he has a representative. I told you the other. For about a year. The other day. This lady from Thailand that signed a deal with him, and off they've been partners over there for for a while before this law changed. Yeah, this one's recorded. I'm not going to say anything about any people that were just mentioned. We say eagle. I was joking. I said he's working on the fortune cookie over there in Thailand. Nice, nice. I don't know. You shouldn't hate on the guy who made it that big, right? Well, he's got the kind of money that could interest the Thai government into allowing, you know, like, ultimately they want to see the money. They don't want to hear about what money could be made. And Bernard's exactly. the type that would come in and say, oh, well, here we go. 
you need money here it is uh chad westport was making a comment because he's now i guess working for sensi seeds why he was over there there was a thai delegation at sensi seeds the headquarters and i really think when thailand announced they were giving away a million plants i really think that came from the europeans and i think the europeans told them listen you don't want to be last you want to be first so go ahead and allow you've already had cbds growing for the past two to three years go ahead and do the thc be the first one your thailand you've been known for cannabis ever since vietnam boom here be the first ones get the money and i i think they looked at that and they said you know what let's be first not second or third and let's make the money and that's and what happened that that's up. why it changed so quickly and and the european structure <laughs> that's been existing for 50 years out of amsterdam and holland and all that the laws have changed over there, and there's that the, it isn't uh, cannabis-friendly laws anymore. So they're probably looking for a new place to set up shop, and Thailand looks like a good spot. Check this well, out, buddy. Had... You, sorry, dude. You've been to you've been to Amsterdam a couple of times, buddy. When people go there from England now, they bring their own weed. That's how bad Amsterdam is now. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, man. I can't believe. <laughs> Sorry, but that's yeah, like as, as much as like Thailand went one way and that's like Amsterdam, you'd think would, would all, like with the current changes in the whole world, they'd be leading, not going the other way. But who could predict what happens when certain governments get in control it's like, a government uh, change that's right it's exactly what it is and the whole thing where they i mean as a european person like the dutch they're like oh it's cool sex drugs whatever you know it's cool you know and that's been the whole thing my whole life and now it's like oh no we don't want that and it's like what <laughs> yeah 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 you, you're all ruined it take it too far we don't want that very strange and thailand thailand is still going yeah we're right over here. Come on over. <laughs> I went to Thailand. When I arrived in Bangkok, I walked in the room and put a fucking the TV on. And there is warnings. And then there are harsh warnings about how they're going to lock you up and ruin your life if you have anything to do with drugs in their country. And they are on you about it. Like public announcements it's it's frightening they want you to know and when you go to trip prison you go and drink fucking seawater you know it's like so yeah they're, now they're like yeah, give okay. piss tests they're one of the countries that will give you roadside piss tests and if you have drugs in your system you are going to jail uh you're paying the fine but yeah i get what you mean Sounds like Nazi Germany. Well, it was, it's been a coup since 2014, military controlled. Right. Yeah. Well, it just proves countries can change. And when, when they do, you got to, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully the changes are good and are real. It's still a democracy, though, right? 
or I guess it wouldn't be a dictatorship now. But the thing is, all the parties are so close together now that there's no point in even really talking about it in those terms because it's like, uh, you can choose the lesser of the two, gonna fuck. How do you want to get fucked? You want to get fucked like this or like this? <laughs> you know? you're, yep. gonna, you're gonna get fucked. And like ultimately, the, the lords of the whole thing are these giant corporations, these international behemoth corporations. People. And I'm sure they have all the reasons that things are happening and how they're going to capitalize on it all. Yep, the slow change to electric cars, phase that in, slow as we can. Yeah, but we'll have a a crisis. Just while we're getting you all into electric cars, oh, shit, sorry, guys, we've got to make electric really expensive because there was this war and we had nothing to do with it, but sorry about the war, and so now electricity is going to be... Sorry, guys. But it looks bad on us, but it wasn't us. We're going back to coal. (laughs) We're going to start burning coal. Uh, I mean, our government is talking like that, Major. They are like, open the pits again. No, they're doing it because uh, there's this U.S. court case that decided that they cannot be, you can't change their profit or there's some kind of consequences, severe financial consequences if their anticipated revenue is affected due to your government legislation, right? So they'll just cut back. They own the government, basically, is what happens. Like, oh, you got to pay us if you want us to stop doing that. Which you, I guess they will. Yeah. But they'll drag it out as long as they can, keep these jobs and this prospect of a better future for us or whatever the concept is now. I suppose it's, a better future. There's a few countries represented here, actually. And so if you look at it, out, we are responsible for allowing each of our respective countries to become globalized. So, oh, we, we're all cool with each other now, so we won't fuck each other. And now we are fucking each other because. But wait, you know, what does globalized mean? Does that just mean corporate? It means fucking- you all make the food, we'll all make the plastic shit, they all make the cars that's what it is it's like we're all well, friends and let's be re- but it's real the global but. thing is the corporations the comp the big companies they're the government they're the controlling power <coughs> in, in the global when everything goes global that means whatever these big bear and whatever the big Monsanto and yeah well, sure go. They're, they're the they're the they're the power the, the yeah, I don't care track. about the government. It, it's, 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 <laughs> I even feel like it's short-sighted to look at the government. It's, it really is those big companies, the big, you know, that's the problem because they are motivated by something that just it doesn't work in my head. Like, you can't spend this in your lifetime or a billion lifetimes and you'll be gone for sure at some point. So when, you know, it doesn't matter what I think, but... Well, yeah. and ultimately, yeah, we focus in these elected officials or who... But there's these CEOs that we don't even know their names because unless you, like, Google and want to find out, they're, they, they're not public, but they have... They're the guys calling the shots. They're, you know, whoever's the top dude inside a bear 
or the top dude inside of Exxon or the top dude. There's always a top dude, CEO, right? Mm. Just like Corporation of America. Yeah, even that, even that CEO is a puppet, though, isn't he? Because it's you know. Oh, remember, like really down to one company or two companies. That he was like, uh, he was Trump's guy for a while, but his resume forget the guy's name Rex or something. He was like an oil guy at the biggest level of Exxon for his career, Uh, and then. He was Trump's, I think he was our defense or I don't know. He had some title in the government for a while. He was only there for a year or two. But when that all happened, yeah, when they talked about him and what his uh, resume was, yeah, he was one of those people like that did some dirty shit when he was the CEO of Exxon. Uh, pretty much if you're wealthy you're a crook this is if you've got more money than you can spend mm, yeah you probably didn't get that legitimately somebody got fucked doing that yeah yeah unless you got born into it but even so look back someone got fucked for sure yeah Maybe not fucked, maybe not compensated as well as they should have, right? It's like, you know, you're getting paid, whatever, like 40 bucks an hour. You know, your boss is charging 80 for you, right? So now you're like, well, my, I'm worth $80 an hour, but I'm only getting 40. No, what you got fucked is, is that they sold you a thing that if you worked hard and you did, you had a chance at like a certain thing. But actually that chance was like becoming more and more like a lottery ticket. You know, and you and maybe you don't even have to work hard now, and you'll get that win. And the and so then yeah. the people who did work hard, there's less of it for them because and, you know and a term, some social you know, media prick got it. There's a couple terms that have surfaced in at least in, in this, like the trickle down. That that's obviously been a thing that's been terrible. But this other thing, like too big to fail. And like first it was a couple corporations or the insurance company or the financial thing. But actually, I don't know what the number, but I think once you maybe are a billionaire, you're too big to fail. Meaning whichever way things go, you're winning. You, you don't lose anymore. There's no more like you're so big that it doesn't matter how it goes. Like even safety. If you, do, you can make any decision you want, right? Right. Where even in the in the 30s when we had the depression or whatever, yeah, people gambled wrong and guess what happened? They were penniless when it was over, right? Today, you get to this certain point, I guess it's that top tenth of one percent. They're too big to fail. Like, yeah. They, yeah, well, the architecture of being rich is there. There's bankruptcy yeah. and tax breaks and yeah. offshore accounts that are designed to yeah. keep your money right whether the market goes up or down whatever the fuck that that's that's all it's significant it's all good for them that's them gobbling up more and more of other people's shit yeah like you said the average guy can't understand like why would you want to waste your time consuming we're trying I to think get more money one of the have hardest, freedom, right? The All I want is freedom. In I don't life, know what a rich be, man wants. Being a, uh, 
a hundred millionaire, but trying to get to that billionaire because there's a bunch oh. of other billionaires that are sitting there as sharks ready to work you for because you're trying to get to where they are, right? Because ultimately that's how that game's played, right? Yeah. Well, it's su supposedly about power and not money, huh? So at that point, then it actually is a game that is, okay, there's a number value to it, but actually it's, yeah, it's a blocking and it's a, I'm going to acquire that before you can thing, right? Yeah, like one of the big lies. I mean, at least my opinion of it is like Trump's not a billionaire. He, he wanted in that club bad, but like he never really physically was that, he, you know. Right. Oh, on paper, you could say anything, but he was not. Nah. He was never a billionaire, right? But he wanted it bad. But you'd have to get over those other billionaires that, that are the, the, the wall around being a billionaire. Because they seems can to me there plays. aren't many they one can... billionaires either. As soon as you get a billion, then, oh, it's, you paid how many billion for that? You paid 16 billion for that. You only just became a billionaire. How did that happen? It's like, oh, you, right. you can start gobbling up a few of these hundred billionaires. You can, you can make moves on them. You know, you can fuck them over. You know what I mean? If, if their ass ain't covered, you can take them out. And next thing you know, you've got their 900 million too. I think a lot of people in America forgot that Donald Trump basically bankrupted like three times between 1978 <laughs> and 1984, you know? So that just shows you that if you're rich enough, you can be bankrupt, <laughs> still be rich, bankrupt again, and then do it a third time and then become president. That's fucked. Are you, what's even <laughs> better than president? He is Teflon Don. Like at this point, this month, like even Don Gotti wasn't Teflon Don, dude. That guy's been robbed in prison fucking for decades. Trump, nah, he's never, he, he's the ultimate scam con fucking Before guy. Before he became game. president, he was videoed <laughs> saying, grab their pussies. You just grab their fucking, oh yeah. <laughs> and then a couple days later, it was like, oh, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I mean, I could, it, think, I could, I bet I could name ten of those things that happened, right? But that one's it's, yeah, like, it's unbelievable. Oh, women won't like that. That's done. It's, no, it's, oh, it, he's okay. It's completely unbelievable. Like in the history of the world, it's it's like, you know, I guess there's some characters from way back in the day that they beheaded the fucking, you know, the king or whatever. Some shit went down, but not that. Nah. This guy's like topped every story ever known to man, dude. <laughs> as far mm -hmm. as like the con, the, the shuck and jive. And, and, and like, I don't hate him for it because I'm not American, but I can sit back here and be like, oh, do it again, do it again. You know, it's like. Oh, man, we deserve every bit of it, man. <laughs> that even that shit could work. It's pathetic. It's the funny thing, but it's the reaction every time. Every time it's the, okay, we'll grab a Biden. Oh, crap. This didn't go well again. Yeah, remember the last time? Flip, flip, flip. <laughs> no, like there are these certain things that every once in a while flash.
and uh, the ridiculousness of it. So when he campaigned at the beginning, there'd be a few like anti people in the crowd. And like a couple times, his people would literally assault the people, right? Start punching them and assaulting them. And him from the stage would be egging it on, saying that he'll pay for the, any lawyer or any legal fees that you incur. Beat the shit out of them. <laughs> like he was encouraging violence, right? Right from the fucking stage numerous times. Well, he, he did sponsor the fashion fights. That was when he was running for president. When he was running for Uh, president, he did that on a repeated basis there. Like there'd be these fights in the crowd. Like if you were an anti-Trumper and went there, you were going to get your ass kicked. (laughs) KKK style. It's kind of amazing, really. And then it's like, and because of that, I mean, because he was running against Hillary, I suppose it was like, oh, (laughs) this is, who's the, they're both trying to kick at goal and they're both kicking in the, opposite direction you know that's what it was like it's like oh one of these fools is going to be it anyway well, I, we should not la- be talking about this really the latest story that like when they wouldn't take him down to the january 6th he like tried to grab on to the secret service guy i know one thing about being in the secret service you're like trained in every every martial art or a technique there is and some seven-year-old guy is, is trying to grab onto one of those guys i mean like yeah yeah but you couldn't assault the president because one of the one of well, the I other like, that's the ridiculousness guards would have to attack that guard and yeah just well, a vicious cycle even <laughs> if this dude like it seems like that happened grabbed onto the dude driving the car likely. and tried to choke him out from the back seat. I mean, what kind of nut is this guy? No, it sounds reasonable if you're not listening to him. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, son of a bitch. I'll choke you out. Uh, hey, I laugh. Like, just just think what saying. day-to-day life is in the little circle that's trapped in this place called Mar-a-Lago for the last year or so. <laughs> Taking orders from this guy that when he gets mad, he throws food at the wall. <laughs> I remember he was only supposed to be there for like three months, but out goes the rules for that, right? Yeah, he's trapped there, basically. Probably not trapped. Well, he's not welcome in New Essentially, York. Essentially, I guess you his, are right. His claim right? to fame. I mean, Trump, is, his penthouse with gold toilets and everything, he, he, he doesn't go back there anymore. I guess you're right, though, buddy. Essentially, he is trapped because he has to go. Well, he used to. That's why he choked the guy out because they told him where he's going. That's back to where fucking room he was, right? And he didn't like that concept. <laughs> hey, the only thing that could have been better. I mean, this shit was sad as fuck to watch, but but is that they would have taken him there, and somehow he would have like been in in that mob with rushing up there like that he would have what else would he have done if he would if they would have pulled up and he got out of the car he would have like been part of it that would have been like yeah that that would have been pretty good to see on page worthy yeah trump with like a one of those poles fucking trying to hurt the fucking capitol police because 
even though he's seventy or whatever, he, he really is like he does think he, he's ready to fight. Like when he when he like talks like about off oh, fuck somebody up, most old guys are just talking shit. This guy, I I think he would swing down on somebody. Hundred percent. That's no doubt. I think that's what got him elected, really. That anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go, guys. Thank you for the company. Thank you for a great morning. Yeah. See you, brother. Cheers, Eagle. Have a good day, brother. Love you guys. And I'm going to sign off after him because I get the sense it's that time. It was great. Always Major, Kush, Greenfinger, Eagle, of course, and the captain Jeez, over brother. there in Thailand. You all have Peace, a good buddy. week. See you, bud. Good you to too, see you. Yeah. I'm going to wait for that sign that Eagle puts up. It's time to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, actually, for up. me... Put a bow on it. <laughs> For me, I got to head out, too. I've actually got to get a fucking couple things done this afternoon before the rain comes. So, peace. Thanks again, Eagle. Green Fingers. Cushmaster. Major Auto Flower General. Green <laughs> Fingers. Yep. Okay. <laughs> peace, everybody. Good to see you. Cheers. He's a slick one, the major. You gotta watch him. You watch the slide right now. Oh, is he going? Samurai. <laughs> God damn. All right. And then there it was, is that okay. time, though, boys. Too easy. All right, gents. Well, green fingers always last. So thank you, Eagle, for tonight. And uh, green fingers and chat, everyone. Um, yeah, you have a good day. Take care, you too, brother. Bye-bye. Have a good one. All right. Everybody go plant some seeds. Fucking hi. Eagle, thank you for having us. Fucking have a good one. Good day. Good night. Good afternoon. I don't know. You too, brother. Love you. Love you too, man. Have a great day. Oh, man, for the rest of you guys, unfortunately, because it ran long this evening, I'm going to have to pass on the shout outs. I got to get a few things done quickly before I hit the sack myself. Get ready to uh, double check that list. Get ready for some hash making sometime this week. Thinking around Thursday, Friday. Somewhere's in there, maybe washing some hash. So keep your eye open for that. I don't know if I will necessarily do an episode geared just towards hash making or if I'll just be hanging in the background making hash during a couple weed nerd worlds. But nonetheless, it is way, way past due. Cheers, Purple Thumb. For the rest of you guys, hopefully you guys know the deal. By now, if this is the end of your day, your journey, please get some rest. This is the beginning of your day, your journey. Please take time out for a little bit of self-love, a little bit of meditation. 
along the lines of what I am hoping is an amazing day for you. Please take time out to do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. I'm a living, breathing example of that. With that being said, stay tuned tonight, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, when my guest will be organically blunt. You guys have a great day. I am, 